And we're here again. We're back. Christopher, another episode, number 78. Number 70. Books. We're getting there. We're almost to that famed 100 mark. It seemed like it slowed down to me for some reason. Like for a while, Time it was like... Time slowed down. It, it did. Like when we were at, um, what was that thing? Not Wizard World, C2E2. We did a time jump. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a legitimate time jump because we got there at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Next thing we know, it was 7.30 and it was like over. Yeah, it, it might have been an alcohol-induced time jump, but... N- no, not possible. <laughs> I didn't even drink no. while we were there. I don't know about that, but... Um, but we did a time jump. Now it's like we're working in slow motion. Yeah. And I feel like the episodes are going like slower. First, but, up to 50 was real fast, and now it's just like... Yeah. It's all right. We're just mellowing through. We're just... We're doing what we can do. That's all when we, we get do. to 100, then we get, uh, what do you call it? That's when like, a TV show gets uh, made. <laughs> no, that's six seasons in a movie. We're only on the third season. Okay. Isn't that the rule? I don't know. Didn't you ever watch Community? Yeah. Did they get a movie? No, that's what Abed always says. Oh. Six seasons in a movie. They didn't get to the sixth season. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. Um, we have a guest. Yeah, we do. We have a, a big time guest. Grand champion. And I the, say grand champion because the normal word champion can't underscore his champion. Right. So we had a little competition this year called, well, and last year, every year, actually, called Snarf Madness. Yeah. We have a bracket out. People fill out the bracket. Normally, we have a winner for Chris and we have a winner for me. I'm Jerry. Did you know that? Yep. Okay. Um, and... This year we had a one winner for both of us. That that doesn't we didn't think Seems that was possible. Like statistically impossible. Right. I'm pretty sure you said that <laughs> at one point. You're like, it's it's not possible for one winner. Um, but it was possible this year, and that winner is Kurg Blaze, or just Blaze, or Astro Crag, Super Astro Crag, Super Mega Astro Crag, or Craig Blazekovich. I go by one of those. Yes, all of those. <laughs> uh, Craig and I worked together for a long time. Well, like four, like four and a half years. You were almost there five. Four and a half. Don't, don't, don't elongate it. it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> make me there any longer than I was. Um, and he put in a bracket and ended up winning everything. Yeah. Like literally all the things he won. So, yeah, he's getting a... A whole host of prizes, which none of but which we have right now. <laughs> right, we have none of those for you at the moment. Uh, I've given you stickers, though. I still haven't given him the coasters because they're still at my no. house, and I forget them every time. Um, you suck. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, but he's getting a sweatshirt, fifty dollars uh, Amazon gift card, a super premium bundle of snarf. Yep, super ultimate. Oh, premium bundle of snarf. Oh, that Amazon card is spent. Already? You haven't even got it. <laughs> I do have one of his prizes right here. No way. And that oh, is yeah. a trophy. Snarf Madness trophy right there. Look at that. A spinner. Personalized. I don't get the horse, but that's cool. It's, it's a, a goat. goat. <laughs> I'm a suburbanite. It's a goat, Craig. Sorry. He even got his name on it and everything says... Craig Blazekovich, Champion Snarf Madness 2020. Did you spell his last name right? I did. I looked it up on Facebook just to oh, double check. Yeah. Yep. It's all on there. And I actually have. 
Oh my gosh, you're rustling through the garbage. Our second place, first loser trophy. <laughs> oh, nice. That goes to Ian. We'll be getting to this, the him. Nice. Says Ian group. Hicks, first loser. <laughs> That's perfect. 2020 first loser. But we also have one more, Chris. Yes. What is that? I have our trophy for our last place finisher, Keith Pfeiffer. What a toilet loser. loser. There's not even shit in it. <laughs> oh, there's a bunch of shit in it because he was terrible. It's so. disgusting. I'm horrified that he even put in a bracket that was that bad. If you guys... Uh, I kind of like this goat. I think that should have been the champion it's one. A it's got some one. heft to it. I think I can can you just tear the nameplates <laughs> off? Yeah, I'm sure you could. <laughs> Touching by the quality no, of them. I like the spinner one. I was trying to find something that's just as gaudy as possible. Yeah, I, you did it. Just as outrageous as you can possibly get. No, I think you did it for under four dollars <laughs> and this came from china <laughs> no actually made in the usa what oh they are well that's what the website says but full of covid i was expecting it much later i was too and because i was going to order one on amazon and then i'm like you know what we this deserves a real trophy company you're right so i found a usa trophy company good no all in the usa man except for my grain we were born in the usa I want that in china your what? My grain. Oh, yeah. We got to sell that to China. <laughs> Otherwise, you ain't making no money. So. Um, yeah, so Craig's here. Yo. Um, when do you? When do we expect to give him all the rest of the prizes? Um, you know, he'll have it but Pretty before soon. the end of the month. Yeah. June month. What do you like, Craig? What do I like? Yeah, like, what do you like to get as gifts? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to feel it out trying a little bit, seeing what we can curate for you. Yeah, into well, your bundle or snack. I've always told Chris that you're like a big reader. I am a big reader. Because that's all you do. I had to yell at you so many times at work. Like <laughs> Books or reading. comics? I am a book guy, but I will say since, since I started listening to you guys, and this is no shit, no joke, I never read comic books before that. And I have been since... Since you guys started your thing, I think you got me started on Why the Last Man. Yeah. Never read that. Never read. I might have read uh, Wolverine back in the day, maybe an X-Men. Would you say that Why the Last Man completely changed your life? (laughs) It was up there. In every way possible. Like you got a house after it. He was married. He had three children. Two children. I had two children, but way before that. Because All because of (laughs) Why the Last Man. Just like how... I was telling, I was joking around with you the other day that before you became the Lockmaster, no flood. After <laughs> Lockmaster, flood. I know. You're like, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> and I told you, it's big government. Yeah. So, uh, comics. Yeah, Why the Last Man has been my number one kind of go-to for anybody to get them into comics, just because it is so accessible for pretty much anybody that likes any genre and i honestly believe it changes the opinion of people because most opinions of people that don't ever read comics is superman superheroes yeah superhero type comics once you put something like that in front of them it changes their opinion of what comics and we talk about and read a lot of superhero comics all the time but it's by far not the majority of what i read for comics i'm really me either and i Swamp, so Swamp Thing is a big deal to me, obviously. And I don't really, I mean, a lot of what Swamp Thing does is like super superhero-ish, but the majority of that storyline is not based in 
a superhero. It's of a guy who was killed and becomes this green thing. Kind and of. it's like an emotional roller coaster that's super dark. Yeah, that's and true. And I love it. And you just started reading that. Or you fi- actually, did you finish I'm on it? Saga Swamp Thing book three. Just started it. That's He's in one. it. That's a good one. Is that the one? Is are you to the one where he goes to hell yet? He, I think that was book two. Okay. Uh, book three, I think he just did Nuke Face. I think it was called. Where uh, I think he gets killed for the first time and realizes he can regenerate. Oh, okay. I don't remember number three off the top of my head, but yeah, I I always love that. I think you're right. It's in book two where that where he goes to hell. That's yeah. like my favorite sequence. Searching for Abby. Yes. Yes. Yep. It's incredible. Yeah, that's a good one. If uh, I was so happy when you texted me, you're like, "Oh, I'm in the middle of a saga of swamp thing." I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're living it's one of those you're things, living my dream right now." You get jealous of people that are just starting something for the first time when you did oh, it years yes. ago. Uh, it happens to me all the time. And, with, especially with like Star Wars and I'm like I know you just get to do this now like fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I've seen it so many times I remember you telling me that when I started uh, Doctor Who yeah when I started watching Doctor it Who it almost like I'm like I can't believe that you have this opportunity <laughs> I know which you have had the opportunity before you just didn't know it yeah but it's over I'll never get it back and the the difference is you didn't know it at the time like you started watching it because you just started watching the show you didn't have somebody that told you like You've got to watch the best thing that's ever been produced. Like it's something I love. I like it on par with Star Wars. You actually said at the time you think you, you liked it better. I was really into it then at that point. Right. In retrospect, this I don't think I could ago. say that right. now. But when I was in the middle of it, I mean and it's pretty I, good. I would agree. I I felt that way when I was watching it too. But that's how I feel with all these comic books that people are starting to yeah. read. And when my dad told me that he was reading Why the Last Man. I was like, oh, dad, you've got, you've got a journey ahead of you, bud. <laughs> so, and actually, Why the Last Man's, another reason why it's perfect for new readers is it's so easy to read and so quick. Right. And so light, but adult at the same time. So it's a very easily digestible um, book. I mean, you can kind of power through it really fast. He um, did. Where would you go? Fast where would you send him next? So he's, he did Why the Last Man. He's doing Saga of Swamp Thing. Put that, maybe go a little closer with the mic. Get you can it, pull it out you. to you. Get it all up in your grill, man. Yeah, you can it's pull it out to you. It's weird to me. Yeah. It is weird for the first Where time. Where would you send him next? Because in the past, I've always told people lock and key is a good did one to that go one to. Too. Oh, he already did that I did, one. I yeah. did uh, the first three. Uh, I never did the fourth one. But for some you reason. You need to. Yeah. Because I think that's where you told me the, the Netflix story ends. Ends. Before the fourth one starts. And there's only four, right? Or is yep. there five? Okay. No, there's only four. Here's the thing. I, and you read the, you watched the Netflix show too? I have not. Okay. Well, I'd be I, interested to get your take because I've always said, I think Lock and Key is one of the better comic book series out there, especially for new readers. And the, the fourth one gets wild. And the fourth man. one is wild. But this is a rare circumstance where after I saw the show, I'm like, mm-hmm. it made me actually appreciate the comic less. Which I thought was odd. Not necessarily appreciated well, less, but I liked... You liked the take of the show. The take of the show better than I liked the comic take. And I thought that was... It you surprised know I, me that that was the way it was. I think I agree, too. There was a lot that they did in the comic. Well, they they kind of mellowed it out a little bit on the show. Oh, big time. Because... Yeah. And you have to. It's very R-rated for, in the book. Yeah, I think you have to to make it like 
palatable for people to watch because otherwise it would be just a very horror based show. And I don't think that's what they wanted to go to for. They wanted to like a more of a, like, I don't want to say YA, but like a YA type, like young adult. You got to bring everybody YA. in. Yeah. Like they wanted to pull everybody into the show rather than uh, just make it like super horror and turn everybody away. So, but I, I, I do like the way they went with it too. Um, in the show so uh, you do need to start watching that if you've if you have read up to the first all three of them and not the fourth i think you're good or is it through four and there's a fifth i can't remember i think it's through four and then there's a fifth but so read read everything you can about lock and key and then watch the show well i'm the weird guy that always does most of my reading at work so (laughs) no you you have plenty of time to do that though in a 12-hour shift uh, especially on nights, you can I read can power a lot through. of things. Well, I, I would tell you right off the gate, um, the next one to jump into would be Saga. Saga, absolutely. I, actually, yeah. oh, you haven't read Saga, have you? No, Saga. Oh, you're uh, silly. Borrowed it a couple times from the library because I'm I'm a library dork. I will t- I will go to the library, and if I can't find the physical copy, I will get the digital copy, and I've. I've gotten Saga two or three times, and it's just I've never had the time to read it. It's big. Yeah, there's a lot to it. But I would go either Saga or Sandman, one of those two. Neil oh Gaiman, Sandman, or Saga by Brian K. Vaughn. So, um, Especially with, uh, I didn't, Sandman, I, I didn't put it on my list of top 10 for new readers initially. Because no, because it's not a new reader it's thing. It's not great for new readers. But if you've already read... Swamp Thing, especially, yeah, it'll fold right into 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 Sandman, absolutely. And uh, Neil Gaiman, I don't know if you read. Do you read his novels? I've read, yes, I've Neverwhere. Read, uh, I read Neverwhere, and I read American Gods. American Gods is like top ten, one of my favorite novels of all time. The TV show does not do it justice. Right. I started to watch the TV show, and then I didn't want to watch the TV show because I had read the comic book. The TV show. I'm sorry, I read fine, the but season two of the TV show is terrible see i never watched any of it really just bad. because i kept hearing what you said about it yeah it's just really slow and the book is not i wouldn't say it's fast it's, paced yeah it takes a little bit to work up yeah but it's definitely keeps your interest whereas the show didn't do that i so. agree and no i can i'm completely like uh in agreement with you where sandman's one Saga, Saga obviously is to. the same author as Why the Last Man, so it's a lot of the same tone to it. It is, and they they sell one now. What's it called? Is it? It's not an omnibus, but it's, yeah, it is. Is it an it's omnibus? Like that, yeah. It's like literally all of them, but it's in huge. one book. I wouldn't. I don't it's, know it's if like I'd literally want it. this thick. because you got to lug it around a book that thick. But. Yeah, it's it is huge. I saw it in an airport once, and I picked it up. I was like, holy shit, this is huge, and I, I want to buy, to buy it. it, but I already own all the individual <laughs> trade paperbacks, so. Um, Can I ask a weird question since I'm I'm here and I'll probably never get this chance again? Yeah. So. Oh no, we bring guests on as much as they want to come on, as long as they have good mic discipline. That drive sucked. <laughs> I'm not used to that drive. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, car. you're coming I, from Shanahan. I'm still not used to you that drive. You spoiled son of a I'm a suburban knight. Yeah. Everything is like right there. I can go five miles here or there, and this I am is, where I need to be. That's just normal travel for Listen, everything we want to do. I can't do anything in my life without traveling like 40 miles. <laughs> I don't even want to go to Chicago you, when we go to Chicago. It was 25 minutes. 
It told me it was 30. Well, it's wrong because there's no way you came straight <laughs> you know, down Route 6. it takes me about that amount of time to go to the grocery store, right? Right. <laughs> you came straight down Route 6 to 47 and then 47 straight south to It was here. telling me the fastest way was 55 to 113. Did you did you do that? I did. Well, that maybe because Route Six it probably sucks. is. It probably is. Yeah, Route Six is like the worst. I creation. I live right off of Fifty Five. Oh, that it definitely oh, is. All right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And One Thirteen is the road that I basically live off of. So if you would have went straight when you hit Forty Seven, well, we're you only took a, a mile left. off of One Thirteen right now. So no, I know. I'm set. I'm just telling him where I live. Is that all right? No. Why is that not no, okay? Just kidding. you could have just went. There was a farm straight in front of you. That's where my in laws live. You could have just went straight. To a stop sign, taking a left, my house. I'm going to forget that. Okay, good, because I don't <laughs> want you to come over there. Um, okay, so you're a reader. What do you read? Give us your breakdown. Like, this is what I like, and then here are some of my favorites. Might not necessarily be what you like, but these are some of your all-time favorites. So Stephen King is definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, and Chris isn't a Stephen King guy. He never has liked him. No, I, I like Stephen King. I, I haven't read a lot of Stephen King. So when you guys Me did your, uh, your 80s action movies and you were talking about The Running Man, yes. and then you said, oh, that's a Stephen King book. I'm like, you son of a bitch. You didn't know that. No, I didn't. It's a, it's a short story off of one of his, but it's, it's one of like the early ones. I think it's the one with the monkey on the cover. Not or, only that, did I not know that at the time? I had already forgotten that, and I was genuinely surprised again when you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot it already. So I, it it's I, a travesty that you haven't watched that movie. How's yeah, how's no, the book really compared to the movie? He's a different dude. He's a. He's I a assumed skinny, it was yeah. way different. He's a skinny guy, but I haven't read that book in so long. I I got to be honest. I've, if I were to pretend I knew. I remembered the book. I, I don't remember the book. So what um what are hmm. your favorite Stephen King books then? I think my favorite one might be Needful Things. Uh, no idea. Needful Things, like he pretty much the devil opens a shop, and he uh, he he sells people things, really for nothing, that they absolutely love. And in all honesty, it's it's not what they think it is. That one's hard to explain too. There's a there's a part in the book where. Uh, these two ladies are fighting over uh, like a satin Elvis painting, and like they are like going at it. And even the that part of the book, it being a book, it is graphic. So like they, he sells them things that they quickly become like obsessed about, and Correct. drives them into like evil, basically. Correct. Sounds kind of badass. Actually. Yeah, it does <laughs> sound really good. <laughs> it's a good I, one. Honestly, the the only things I've really ever read of Stephen King, and you know, is like Mister Mercedes and that trilogy i still in the middle of the second the second one i need to finish it because so i started this trilogy uh the bill hodges trilogy you're the one who told me to get into it told him to get into it i'm like you're gonna like this i think you're really gonna like it because i love the first book and then he completely surpassed me within a very short amount of time and read all three of them and he's like hey did you finish the third one i was like yeah not Still there. in the middle of that second one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you read so fast. I feel, really do feel like you're a, well, like a fast reader. I don't think I read fast. I just think I have a lot of time on my hands sometimes. Really? Yeah. And you're just more dedicated to reading than I yes. am. Because I, look, I just take in too much internet, I think. Probably. But so I read that and then Stephen King's On Writing, which you still haven't read, Chris, right. have you? No. You need to. I have it. I'm going to give it to you. Give it's it to me. It's so good. I need to read it again. But that is like, for us especially, 
like changed my world when I thought about writing because I was so hard on myself. And then all of a sudden reading Stephen King's stuff, one of the, obviously the greatest writers of all time that we know of. And he's just like literally throwing shit out there. Like he's just like, put it down, like write it, write it down. Who cares? You have to, to be that prolific. He was so messed up on drugs, like in the beginning of his career, like when he wrote Carrie, his, he was all messed up on a bender, wrote it in like 28 hours, the whole book he wrote because he was just doing cocaine like crazy and then passed out and he had thrown it in the garbage and passed out and his wife came in, woke him up and pulled it out of the garbage and had read it. And she's like, you need to get this published. It's very good. He's like, no, it's junk. And then he ended up getting it published and it's Carrie. Off to the races. Like, <laughs> if I'm looking at a list here, I'm going to say these are the only Stephen King books that I've read. I've read Salem's Lot. I've read The Shining which I like The Shining a lot. It's a huge book. I read The Stand. That's, That's like one a of the huge greatest. Books. Yeah. I read, um, uh, let's see. Not that one. Not that one. Oh, no. The Outsiders. Did you read The Outsiders? I read The Green no. Mile. You need to. That's good. I read The Green Mile. I read From a Buick 8. And that's about it. I feel like I might have read Under the Dome, but it, I don't think so. Under the Dome is him? Yes, it the, is. The show? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was based on a show. This dude. Yeah. So that's about... Uh, yeah, so I haven't read a ton. I, I always liked The Shining. I'm not a huge... I guess I'm not... There was... I was wanting to get into, apparently... Because they're making like every single one of his works into TV shows. Everything. Know, everything. Like somebody bought the rights to his entire collection. But he's working And with we've them. talked about it before. Yeah. There's like 12 in production right now, 12 of his books. Yeah. And there's a bunch of like fantasy books that he wrote. There was like a series of fantasy books that he wrote. Yeah. And we talked it about up? it. No, nah, I don't have it uh, up. I'll, I'll you, find it real You quick. were talking about it because it was super intriguing. Yes, it was. And I'm a huge fan. Most of what I've read... Is like fantasy and sci-fi, that's, but not that's not, all I read. Not the gunslinger books. No, 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 no. Fantasy like I just swords and dragons too. and stuff like that. Uh, right, Eyes because, of the Dragon, he wrote. Because listen up, if it's fantasy, you have to have swords. Yes. Right. Yeah, you got to have swords. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eyes of the Dragon was um, epic fantasy, quasi medieval setting. Wait, Eye of the Tiger or yes, Eye of the Dragon. Dragons, uh, plural, singular. Eyes. I mean, how many dragons no. are we talking? One about? dragon, yes. two eyes. Eyes of the dragon. Okay, that makes sense, right? Pair um, of eyes. His first work of epic fantasy, clearly established battle between good and evil, and magic playing the lead role. Well, it has this to be is right good. up my alley. You haven't read this? No. No. That amazes so, me. Uh, I'm very, very behind. I mean, I've read a lot of Stephen King, but I'm at a point now where I'm collecting them so that I can read them. But I'm, oh, I'm, all, I'm all over the place. I read you really are. Whatever, whatever's on my mind. Have you read You're clinically my favorite insane. book of all time, Dune? Yes. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Uh, you guys brought that up a long time ago, and I'm like, you know what? I'm really old, and I should have read this a long time ago. We had a, a huge conversation about and this. And I, I got the library book, and I had a forward by Neil Gaiman. And it was, I even read the forward by Neil Gaiman. And I read that one. Super, really, really quick. Super it's, quick. It's not a 
It's for, still it's, 700 it's, and some pages. But yeah. I, I loved carrying that book around because people would stare at me like, oh my God, you got a big book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it goes quick. I felt it like goes it goes really quick, quick because and it's I love really the way, engaging. And I love the way he wrote the book that you get to hear what everybody else is thinking. Yes. So uh, did you read any after the first one at I all? I started to read I the, haven't. the second one, the Dune Messiah, I think it's called. Uh, I'm looking that up right now because I know I read all of them, but I can't remember. No, we had talked about this before, all too. All of his. I read all Frank of his Herbert's. and a couple of his kids, but so when, there's a bunch of them. When yes. his son took over, it, it kind of dropped off, Is according to reviews. I've never read any of them, so I don't know. That's just... I think he only wrote two. No, he wrote three. Three or four of them. Oh no, Frank! He wrote, he wrote a. He wrote way more than that. All right, I didn't realize there was this many. There's like twenty of them. Um, I read Dune and Dune Messiah and Children of Dune, and I. Those are the three of Frank. I, I think Herbert. There's yeah. a b- bunch more that. No, I had a hard time. Away. I had a hard time getting into Dune Messiah because the beginning of that one, he's with the 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 queen or whatever, and she was talking about killing Dib or whatever he's called, mm-hmm. and it already bothered me. More like I'm, it's way too early in the book to know what's going to happen, but I was like, they're plotting to kill him, and I like him, so I never, I never got very far in that. Hmm. So the original series was Dune, Dune Messiah, and Children of Dune. Yes. Um, so the reviews I read is like I think anything those are after right, that, yeah. uh, and I think that's right because I I read those three, and then I think I went on to read the read the fourth one, and that's when his God son Emperor took of over. Dune, and I couldn't, I don't think I got through it. Yeah, that's when his son took over because I was reading about it because I wanted to know because I looked up more books and then I saw so many books involved with Dune. I was like, whoa, like where, like what, what do I need to read here? And then I saw the original trilogy by Frank Herbert and then I read like when his son took over, it just kind of fell off and a lot of people didn't really enjoy what was how he took the story. So I just kind of never read any more books. Yeah, but I really should read at least the next two that's part of my amazon gift card right there it oh, really yeah. is get I'm, I'm, I'm getting i think Let's... i'm gonna get the same one with the the forward by neil gaiman yeah yeah for sure they have so many cool like collected uh editions of dune too like leatherbacks that are cool looking sets you know i need to get it um that's another thing about sandman like you like neil gaiman um, oh you'd love sandman then. sandman is incredible it's like pure neil gaiman he basically is the main character. This, it is like the epitome of Neil Gaiman. It's the only thing you need to know of Neil Gaiman. I think. I think Sandman's way better than American Gods. I know you like it a lot. American Gods. It's just a lot different. Better. I mean, it's a novel. Right. So Novels. I'm not and... comparing them as a story because okay. one's a novel, one's a comic. Yeah. I mean, I've read American Gods in comic form as sure. well. Um, he just started making that, and it's not as good as Sandman, but yeah. it's not really meant to be a comic it's not it's a novel you have to read it yeah as a novel do you Um, remember like 20 minutes ago when i said hey i got a question what do you guys think yes (laughs) what was the question did we cut you off like normal well i we went on a wild tangent and i'm for it (laughs) yeah but it seriously just circled right right back which is awesome uh so who is the better writer neil gaiman or alan moore oh um that that's depends a, I, on the context. So I'm I'm definitely going to say Neil Gaiman. I think I am too because Alan Moore's kind of out there a bit, especially when it comes to it, I'm everything just, I, he's done outside of Swamp Thing. Just look at he's very prolific, like far across oh, all yeah. mediums. Yeah, for sure. Script writing, uh, 
books, comics, I would say Neil Gaiman. Um, Alan Moore has made some amazing comics that I love. I don't know if he's written any books. I really don't know. I'm sure he's got some I'm sort sure he of has, novelizations but, of something that um, he's written. But as far as comics go, I mean, I'm going to go Alan Moore. If I'm talking about comics, I'm going Alan Moore. If I'm going overall author, I'd probably have to see Neil Gaiman. 100% I agree. If you look at the scripts that Alan Moore writes, it's exactly like a novel. Yeah. I mean, it reads as a novel. He doesn't write it as a script like we would. It's not broken out um, into like characters. He writes in a solid paragraph for the entire thing and then makes the artist figure out how to draw it. And it is it looks like super aggravating if I was an artist or anybody working with him. And apparently he's not very easy to work with anyways because he has no, such like a, a precise vision of what he's going to do. But he's he is very good at writing comic books. Um, it's uh, I just think Alan or uh, uh, Neil Gaiman is got a little bit more in his. But if you go pocket. into comics specifically, I mean, like it's hard to beat Alan Moore. He's wrote right. written about everything to the yeah. top of its ability. Um, I haven't read a lot of Miracle Man. Everybody says it's his it's best very work. Good. Yeah. I mean, I've read some of it. Um, so that's something I've always wanted to read a little bit more of, but. But I mean, it, it, again, though, I mean, a lot of people put Sandman at the top of their list for yeah, comic books. Absolutely. But that's it. That's all he's got. Alan Moore's got how many? Oh, no, he's got other stuff, I'm sure, right? Nothing comparable to Sandman, I don't think. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Well, do it. Um, that's what you're here for. A lot of Sandman, especially the new Sandman, which I do collect. So I've read a bunch of that. Um, Waiting on you. Well, it's just. Talk I mean, yourself while I figure that out. The only reason we bring Chris on the show. Oh, well, 1602. I forgot he did. I love that. 1602. It's like Marvel. All the Marvel characters back in like um, the Roman age. I don't even know if I'm aware oh, of this. I have it. This I'll, I'll give it to you sometime. But it's like Spider-Man, the X-Men and everybody. But back is like Roman. Really? Yeah. Like 300. Yeah. That kind of setting. It. But with the Marvel universe. Wow. It's really fun. That's a good one. So that's it? That's the no, only no, no, thing he's ton, ever written? Tons. I'm scrolling down a page, and I'm not done yet. Black he's, Orchid, Books of Magic, Coraline, Creatures of the Night. A lot of short stories. He's got a ton of short stories. Yeah. How, that's not comics. No, these are comics. I'm talking about comics right now. I didn't know he wrote co Coraline as a comic. Well, it's probably an adaptation. Oh, here we go. Now we're getting into adaptations. Okay. The Graveyard Book. Mm -hmm. Mostly salmon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's the only answer I was looking for. All right. You could have done that a long time ago. Well, anyway, 1602 is pretty cool. All right, I want to read that. And supposedly he helped Alan Moore finish Watchmen. No. Where'd you read that? That's what I've heard. What was this? Like a... Oh, shoot. I can't National read. Enquirer? No, I was going to go with TMZ. Is this like a fucking TMZ How report? How Neil Gaiman helped Alan Moore finish... Watchmen, sci-fi article. It's not real. I'm not going to read it, so it doesn't Good, matter. I know. Um, another one of my favorite book series of all time is Ender's Game. Have you ever read any of those? I watched the movie, and oh, I was yeah. like... Mm. The movie's not that bad. The I think movie, it gets it, shit it, on. It made me want to read the books. The books are way better, and then the second and third book is better than the first book. I actually... Uh, I go to... The, my son, when he does therapy... 
I will go to the library while he's doing it. And I, they have like a bargain bin that is insane. Like people have no idea what's in there. I've gotten all kinds of hardcover Stephen King books for like 50 cents. Nice. And I think, like, I, I got like a super old Christine book from like 1983. I and I know it's this is super refreshing that someone like goes to the library all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't hear about people going to the library. Like why not? That's my. It, that's why I hate this pandemic because I can't go to well, the fucking library. First of all, we don't have a library to go to. Seneca, Morris. We don't. Yeah, but we got to pay a bunch of money because we're out of district. Oh yeah, that's true. Never even thought about that. But I have never went. That's the thing. I used to go as a kid a lot, but I haven't really been as an. But adult. It, I just thought it was really refreshing to hear somebody say like the library's where it's at. Yeah. You know, because that's where you've gotten everything and everything. And you always told me about it. They also have comics and DVDs and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And that's what I was telling him. Like if, if he wants to read it digitally, uh for me, I he can use me that. I can use Hoopla, which is like primarily comic books. Nice. So I don't have that kind of collection. So for me, I can just go through them and, and keep going. That's awesome. I have I comicsology really and I need to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, unlimited, anyways. Yeah, you got rid of the unlimited, didn't you? No, you haven't. I'm still paying for it. Why? And I never use it. Oh, that's silly. But well, I like Comicsology as as a platform. I just don't think the unlimited is worth it. No, unless, unless you're reading comics constantly all the time. The problem if, is if that's they the give you like the first three issues, right? And then you which gotta you can get... read in like twenty minutes, and then you got to pay for the fourth issue. Well, they'll also give you like volumes, like Sometimes, a whole yeah. trade. Sometime, well, a lot of the time with a lot of the bigger trades, they'll they'll do that, but they'll only give you the first one, yeah. and then you've got still another thirty comics you need to read that you have to pay for. So, yeah, but I guess it is cheaper than buying all of them. Yeah, but it is what it is. I need to, I got rid of it a long time ago, and I just buy what I want. I've subscribed to some, like but you have Daredevil DC All and, Access. Yeah, that's why I don't subscribe to any of the DC books. Because of that DCL access. But that doesn't give you all of it either. Not all of it, but it's... I mean, I, I think that's better than doing it on Comixology. Yeah, I agree. So I have that, and I use that to read comics that I already own. <laughs> <laughs> You've got so many books, physical copy of books that you just never read. I'm not going to touch them. Do you know how to read? I'm bagging and boarding Because I them. just don't know if you really know how to read. You say it. I've just never physically seen you read words. Well, you're not around me all day long, Jerry. Well, did, did you go through all your what's in the boxes? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> no. Dude, you have no idea. We need idea. to bring that back. I forgot about it. I was it. wondering why you stopped doing it. I was into that. <laughs> you know, I forgot about we it, should bring that back. Wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you, I think you, because Craig. of the beginning, we did that because it was like we didn't, we were we filling didn't know time. time. And then we're always now... We, just running over. Yeah, we're, we're trying to like keep under time. That's a big problem for us is going over on time, and you're going to find that today because we get on tangents like we were just talking about. Boom. And we... So it was a big deal in the beginning of this podcast that we were going two hours, two and a half hours, things like that. Like it was... It, nobody liked it. Then we decided to cut it down. Do you remember this? Yeah, that's when I complained. Exactly. So you and a bunch of other people, some of these people said like 45 minutes to an hour is the most that I want to listen to. Then we did, do, we did that. We cut it down to an hour, hour and 10 minutes. Some of them were even an hour and 15. And then we started getting feedback back like, 
why are you doing this? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Why would you ever have a podcast that's only an hour long? Um, well, everybody wanted us to. I so hate, we did I hate that. one hour long podcasts. I feel like they just start and then they're over and nothing gets accomplished. It was miserable to try to record for us because yeah. we just weren't used to it. But then we were pumping them out and nobody liked it. So we went back to the two hour platform and I think, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm okay with start and stop. I don't. I don't mind. No, me getting, neither. That's, getting, the, thing. Get a little bit That's going. the way I've always listened to you podcasts. You have all week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you, you listen have... to fifteen minutes at a time. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's what it I actually. Did. I enjoy it because it it brings some like cohesiveness to your week, and there's always like something to look forward to. What it's... I liked about it is that I could listen to you know let's say thirty minutes of it on my ride up to work. That's what I would do in the morning. I'd listen to thirty minutes of a podcast, and then I'd be able to like actually think about what they talked you know like what they talked about in the show i'd be able to actually like think about what was being talked about look stuff up and then go back and start listening to the podcast again and like know what was going on because sometimes i didn't know what they were talking about so i'd look it up i'd have time to like research some things and then i'd go back and listen and know exactly what was going on and know what they were talking about and i liked that so other than uh snarf talk which is obviously your favorite podcast. You know, like a world. This is going to propel you into a world that you've never been in before, Craig. I doubt it. <laughs> Please agree. Yes, 100%. We're recording right now. You you're you're, you're about to be disappointed in my answer, but go ahead and ask your question. What other podcast do you listen to? I don't. You don't listen to any other podcast? I really don't. You know what? It, this is going to sound really weird, but everything that I listen to is local. My sis, Okay. I listen to one other podcast, and it's my sister. My sister is a comedian, and so is my brother. So I listen to that. Oh my, I'm incredibly interested yeah, in this. I know you are. <laughs> and I will be honest, like half the time that I listen to it, I feel like I'm out of place because what she's talking about, I feel like she's talking to other comics who are just starting. Like okay. they're at their starting point. I, I've, she's, uh, she's subletting my house. So I will go over there while she's doing these, and I will be an audience member. So for me, I'm more comfortable in the background than I am in yeah. the front. <laughs> I had to drink myself a little bit over here just to, <laughs> just to get myself a little bit comfortable. So, but, well, promoter podcast. Tell everybody what it yeah, is. See, sure. Now you're putting me on the spot, and I can't remember the name of our show. You oh, oh, wait, wait. wait. Remember no, the name okay. of your... It's called The Happy Corner uh, with KB and Marion. And like I said, well, because it of the... Sounds like a very nice... It does. ...friendly podcast. It took me like four seconds to dissect the fact that The Happy Corner is THC. And she's a the she's spot head corner. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's pretty cool. Like she's talking to other comics. She had one where uh, one of the guys that was on it actually uh, was doing uh, what do they call that? Where they they do it like on the spot? Oh, improv. improv. There we go. They were doing improv, and uh, Robin Williams like just randomly showed up. Wow. What? So this guy, like, I would love to interview a guy that knew anything about Robin Williams. That's awesome. Recently? <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> it's about a couple of years. Okay. <laughs> I think it's cool. Okay. Because <laughs> um, he, so he died. So your sister and your brother are both professional comedians? Uh, they yeah. are local comedians trying to make it. Okay. I mean, it's still... Where, where do you be a local yes. comedian? Is, so, like Zanies? Uh, or? I, mean, I mean, they... The big thing is for them to go to Zany's, but I know like uh, the Forge where we're from. They've been to the Forge. Yeah. My, uh, my brother, or 
Yeah, my brother was the uh, the MC for Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. Nice. He, ha- he hosted Jake the Snake at the Forge. And I, uh, my sister was on that ballot too, but the the problem with that one was they double booked, and part of what they were doing was like a uh, what the hell was it? it was like the the horny women of Will County, and they had strippers coming in after the fact. That seems after they were strange. doing a comedy show. Sounds amazing. So they were they were <laughs> lining it? up. Where was this at? Do you the, really the, want to see the horny the, women of Will County? <laughs> yeah, you know Will they County? were watching strippers though. But they were lining up, and they were they had like a whole another standing room, but they could see everything that there was going on. So it was ruining everybody the else's. Stand-up. It was ruining the stand up. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Where's I felt the ba- Forge? What is the this? Forge? Is downtown Joliet? Downtown it's, Joliet, it's, man. It's kind of by Harris. Okay. They have huh. a lot of huge acts at the yeah, Forge for like rock music that I like, like a lot, a lot of, of metal, stuff heavy metal stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. I've been to the Rialto Theater. Yeah, well, that's... It's dumb. not too far. That's stupid. The Forge is where it's at. Mm. You need to go to the Forge. I'm too old. Does Third Eye Blind go there? Because that's all Twice. I want to see. That's the only band I want to see. <laughs> that was something else. Like, one of your first podcasts, you were talking about Third Eye Blind. The first album they ever made, like, those were my teenage years. Yeah, I mean... I could still sing you most of the first album. Oh, yeah. I think you guys are the same age. She might be older than I you. I think I'm older. I'm 36. I'm 38. Oh, oh man, you're... <laughs> Yeah, you're no, dead. Uh, third Eye Blind. Yeah, I, I've been like trying for years to start a Third Eye Blind cover band, but apparently nobody cares oh, about I'll, them. Can I be in it? You can't play an instrument. No, I can't, but I can sing like the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the last episode, Chris, but uh, we had a huge guest on. Yeah, we did. Do you know what his name is? Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville, Chris. Yeah. And do you know who got to sing a duet with him? You did. I did. And I you know, know who I was? Linda Ronstadt. The only person in this county that could be Linda Ronstadt is me. I happened to be here at the exact time Aaron Neville needed a Linda Ronstadt. And and turns out she's passed away. So <laughs> R.I.P. You, you had to fill those high um, heel shoes. Right. But, I mean, I think my falsetto kind of, you know, I see knocked it out of the park. Snapchat of you, your dad and your, who was it, your brother? Probably uh, my whole family sat down and listened to this all together. <laughs> How did and it that was, go? It was the greatest thing ever. Everybody You're no longer welcome the family meetings. Oh no! The, my dad. So my dad. All I heard in the video was your dad laughing and then saying something like, "This is not that bad," or something like. That. <laughs> so he was. Uh, he took my grandpa to uh, have a surgery done at, uh, in, up by Chicago, and he was. He had to sit out in the parking lot because he couldn't go in the hospital. So he's sitting out in the parking lot, and I texted him. It, this was on Friday, the day that the episode came out. And I was like, hey, if you're bored, got an episode for you to listen to. Probably the greatest creation of, you know, in the world. And I was like, if you want a good laugh, you need to listen to it. So he listened to it for sure on Friday and called me right away. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, this is... And he, he liked it a lot. Then my mom calls me on the phone once he gets home because she listened to it. And that's what I didn't bring up in the last podcast is that I thought my mom was an Aaron Neville fan. Like, I thought she really was. And I brought that up to her. And she's like, no, never liked that guy. It's mm. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Because I was going to bring it up that she was a huge fan. but not, That killed not me. So you much. couldn't remember Michael Bolton. I couldn't. We f- figured it out. You figured out she eventually. was a huge Michael Bolton. So fan. was my mom. Huge. I mean, how can you not be? I think Man. that's one of our next covers, Michael Bolton. I don't know if I can do that. 
I think we can. Uh, that that podcast though had a lot of traction. It did. It had a lot of traction. It had like thousands of uh, whatever hundreds interactions of thousands. On, yeah. My face hurt from smiling. <laughs> that's what I've heard from a lot of people, yeah. and that's what we aim to do. I've been getting a lot of people have been reaching out to us, like all over people that I don't even know. Listen, well, I mean, when you have a huge person on like Aaron Neville, you're going to get people that reach out. You know, yeah. Oprah called me on Saturday morning, and she was like, "I had Aaron Neville on in the '90s, and I didn't get this much, you know, love." Yeah, I haven't I looked like, at our, any of our numbers on that. I said, show. "Listen, Oprah." I quit looking when they went to like. <laughs> Zero. Six digits. Yeah. I've I played the first 20 minutes at least three times. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've listened to it back multiple times as well in my truck because I think it's the greatest thing we've ever done in my life. <laughs> Just because when you have a huge guest on. Well, we'll see if we can get Aaron back on someday. Maybe. I don't think he's doing much. To be Jerry's honest. working real hard with Van Morrison's people. Yeah. And I think we can get Van Morrison on. I mean, he's saying Into the Mystic, Moon Dance. Other stuff. <laughs> Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> Brown Eyed Girl, for sure. Uh, and some other stuff. And I love him. He's up there. I like Into the Mystic. I'll play that in the fall. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I was just listening to it earlier. Jerry texted me up. the other day like an idiot. He goes, have you ever heard this song? No, I didn't. I said, <laughs> do like, you like this Into song? Into the Mystic? Yeah. Like, this is a new song. Do you, have you ever heard it? I didn't say any of these <laughs> things. I'm like, yeah, it's probably my favorite song of all time. Like, oh, and then I was texting you about ABBA, yeah, because they're good too. I yeah, like ABBA, I'm a huge ABBA fan as well. I mean, the Swedes, man, aren't they Swedish? ABBA, ABBA, what's that mean? Uh, father, <laughs> is that what I it didn't means? Know that. I think it means grandfather. What I thought it meant, Gran- Papa. I think it means a grandfather's love. Papa, can you hear me? Grandfather, do you love me? Right. I have no idea. I think that's what Abba means. Abba sure. means God as Father. I knew it. Yeah. See? It's you a it. familiar form of address in Muslim families. They're not Muslim. They're no, Swedish. Definitely not. <laughs> that's, not, that's not accurate at all. Uh, no, I mean, that's what it says on dictionary.com, so I'm pretty sure that's accurate. <laughs> it starts with dick. They don't know anything. <laughs> they don't right? know dick. I don't know. Um, well, we got to do a top 10. We should have said that at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Hey, by uh, the way, we got a top 10 coming. But up. we're going to do news first. But our top 10 tonight is going to be top 10 board games. Sorry. Do you know why it's going to be top 10 board games, Jerry? You know, I, I have a little bit of a, you know insight into this. And the reason we are doing top 10 board games is because a fan, huge fan. Yeah. Ridiculous fan. Champion, if you will. Champion fan. Uh requested this a few weeks ago we kind of ignored him and then he ended up winning our competition <laughs> so what we did was bring him on the show his name's kirk blaze and i immediately regret saying it because he <laughs> so, gave me like a 30 minute notice so i'm like hey you've got to come up with 10 i did i said hey bring some headphones and bring a top 10 board games <laughs> <laughs> i brought one of the two and so now we're going to do top 10 board games because that's what craig wants to do after the news after the, you the got news. some news, right? Oh, I don't have any news. You don't have any news? <laughs> nah, I don't really think All I right. do. I got two I've things. I've been busy, Chris. I got two things. One thing is uh, a little thing called HBO Max launched. I don't know if you're aware of that. Hmm. Do you oh, have it? I do not. According, do you have it? I don't have it yet. I have any, I forgot that it came out. But you it have literally HBO. came out yesterday. Yeah, I have HBO. Do you have HBO? 
I still have cable, so at this point, I feel like if I'm going to do that, then I need to just stop having cable. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. No, you definitely should get rid of cable, I think. I feel like if it's a matter of spending money on this or spending money on that, you're going to get way more value out of the streaming services than you're going to get out of cable. Oh, I completely I, I, agree. I totally want HBO Max. I just, at this point, I would be paying way more than I should for everything that I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you kept cable, it's it's ridiculous. There's no reason to buy like every streaming service. But I was super anxious and like nervous to get rid of cable. I thought it was going to ruin my life. No, you just stop watching the things that are on cable. Exactly. You really, you really do. And it, I, and but the no joke, I was worried like about AMC it. and FX are basically the only two networks that are worth a shit. But then F- in FX, FX is all Hulu. over yeah, Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. And AMC, you know, you can get the AMC app and just somebody else that has cable, you can get their login. There's a lot of things that people talk about that I don't get anymore just because I, I don't have cable and there's different shows that I haven't seen. Most of the things I watch on cable are on the broadcast networks. But like Paramount, like the whole Yellowstone show that dude talked about. I have cable and I don't watch that. So I know. I don't know why you have cable. Well, you get it for free. I get it for free. You're a cheater. He's wired into an underground network. Um, Yeah. So anyway, HBO Max came out. I'm an HBO subscriber, but I subscribe to HBO via Amazon. So I have what's called Amazon Prime channels. Mm-hmm. And so the billing and everything just goes straight through my Amazon account. It costs the same amount of money. Right. So Am- I didn't do that. Amazon, it doesn't really matter either way. I've had it both ways, and I just found that it was easier to just do it through Amazon. Sure. Because I, I agree. Uh, whatever. Although, the problem is Amazon and HBO have got themselves into a little bit of a war. A little bit of a rift, yeah. as they say. So HBO Max is not available on Amazon or on Roku, the number one and number two streaming devices that exist. Really? Yeah. What about the Fire, Amazon Fire Stick? It is it's not, not available. It wouldn't work then yeah. if it's Amazon. The reason for this, uh, Amazon says we want our All prime customers, so people like me, mm-hmm to have access to that content through their platform their platform so so for example me subscribing through prime channels to me means nothing because i still use hbo now the app right okay but i don't have to i can use hbo in my normal amazon menu like it just comes up as another channel yeah so my question is is like um why can't you download HBO Max as a separate they, it, thing? They don't have the app for Fire for Amazon. You really? still got to go through Amazon. And, and Amazon and HBO is saying, no, we don't want to put the content out through Amazon. We want to present the content in the way we want to present the content in our app, so, which makes sense to me because I don't even use, right now, I, I use HBO now as app. Yeah. Because I like their presentation of their content better yes. than just having it be a random That's what I do channel. as well. I have the HBO Now app. And that's right. what I've paid. I pay it through that app. And I don't. And I don't need to use the HBO Now app. If I didn't have it, I'd still have access to that same content through an Amazon Prime channel. Okay. All right. I just choose to use the HBO app because I like their interface. Yeah. It's actually it's nice. one of the better I ones like out it there. I like a lot. Yeah. So, it takes a little bit to load sometimes. Yeah. So basically, HBO is saying, no, we don't want to allow you to you have a Prime channel with this content. So how do you get it? You don't. You can't get it right now. 
well, this is a real screw up on HBO's part. And Roku's the same way. And I never had a Roku, but recently my dad um, doesn't like Amazon. I've been through it. The devices, I got him two fire sticks. He hates them. Okay. So I got him the Roku, Roku boxes, which actually are really nice. They're very simple too. Yeah. Um, my, my parents have one. As well. And so it's the same deal. Like Roku, you can buy all these streaming services like through Roku. Yes. And they show up as like channels. Yes. On your Roku menu. It's handy. Um, but same thing is happening with HBO and Roku. Roku wants, they want to be in charge of presenting the content. And HBO says, no, we want to present the content. Eventually, this will get worked out. But yeah, for now, sure, I but... don't have access to the content. And furthermore, since I subscribe through Amazon, I can't even download the app but do on my how... computer. And do you know how many millions of people are probably in the exact same situation as you? 13 million, in fact. The... 13 million people are HBO subscribers through Amazon Prime channels. And that's probably not... That's probably not all of them. I have a, uh, a TV and the TV in my bedroom. <laughs> I have is... a TV as well, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Roku TV in my room, and that's how I watch. I mean, I, I have the option of putting it onto just regular cable or one of the channels. Yeah. So for me, like I'm I'm typically watching like Hulu or Amazon or Netflix yep. on that back TV. So that yeah. really sucks for me if I can't do Roku on it. This is my understanding. Uh, it could change, and it probably will change very quickly. Um, all they have to do is HBO. It's either HBO needs to say, "Okay, we'll do it your way," or Amazon has to say, "Just do it the same say, way they do it right now with HBO Now app." It's the same thing. That's a weird launch. If they're not, it's gonna a do very it. odd launch. It's a very odd launch. Also, because they've already launched. They launched a month ago. No, they didn't. Yes, but only to Comcast subscribers. Oh, I didn't know that. Because HBO is owned by Comcast. I thought they came, but they, the the main launch was on the 27th. May 27th was the main but launch. But there was a pre-launch for Comcast subscribers. I didn't know that. So I mean, apparently HBO Max has a better and more diverse selection than Disney+. Plus. Um, they have 10,000. They're launching with 10,000 movies and TV shows. A lot of Warner Brothers back catalog stuff. A lot of the launch day stuff, honestly... Was fine, a lot of movies, but I'm just not, probably not going to go rewatch. I'm not going to go watch Wizard of Oz. You know what I mean? Stuff like How that. was the DC Unlimited stuff going to work on there? Uh, supposedly, they're the, separate. They're thing. still going to maintain a separate app, but yeah. I think that content will still be available within the HBO Max app. It is, but it's also still a content it's still available on their own app along with new releases. So any DC like shows that are coming out soon will be released on their own app. And through HBO Max, so nothing changes. Like you can watch it either place, so you don't have to have a subscription or have the app for DC. You can just get it through HBO. But if you already have the DC app, keep it, and you're gonna get the same content. Would you still have the uh, the access to like the comic books and stuff? Um, just far through as, the, the DC app. Yeah. yeah, as far as I know, through the DC app. I don't know, honestly. That. I don't know, and I won't know until the end of the month. When my Amazon, because I'm just going to drop it off of Amazon and just subscribe right to HBO Max. And I don't know how I'm going to get it on my TV. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, how do you even get it on your TV? You're going to have to do it through your computer. Yeah. For now. I mean, they'll fix this quickly. This is stupid. Yeah. But my point in that, too, is I'm. there's not a lot of content in there. I don't need to see every season of Friends, whatever they're launching with. I don't care about Friends. But apparently they are launching, and they have launched with the Snyder Justice League cut. They launched with it? I believe so. It can't, it's not done. I thought they were 
putting it together. I think it must be done because I, the thing I was reading without said, CGI. No, I think they did it already. No, are you serious? They just released that news article that they were going to. Well, redo maybe it. the article I read had no idea what they were talking about, but um, that'd be maybe incredible. it was. A Do you know about this? The, the Snyder that, right? Cut. Yeah, I was going to post it onto your thing, and then I realized you were going to post it anyway, so I let you let you have carte blanche on that. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yep, I'm all for, I'm all for you. <laughs> I think Chris, you posted it, didn't you? Yes, I did. I didn't um, even see it. I, I didn't. I wasn't even aware. Maybe it's not out yet. I don't know. But anyway, I'm sure it'll all get resolved, and I can wait a couple months. It's fine. It is what it is. Yeah, I forgot it even came out yesterday, so you reminded me tonight that yeah. hbo max was a thing and i'm still excited for it all right the second thing i got here is actually weirdly enough a local news story which we've never done on here no we haven't but it is a crazy story <laughs> a local news story tornadoes the first thing is you know related to the story is it is insane how people drive nowadays has it not gotten completely out of control it has especially, especially on the interstates yeah interstates are really bad that's why i like going to morris though they're a little bit more calm than anywhere else uh, you're about to hear a story about that perfect illinois state Repo- police released information regarding four cl- crashes that occurred on interstate 80 just west of brisbane road this is right down the road from us yeah um a white toyota was traveling at interstate 80 in the left lane, a white Toyota Prius was traveling in the same direction in the white lane. The driver of the Paseo, the first car, crossed over the lane markings and struck the left rear side of the Prius, which ended up in the ditch. The driver of the Paseo fled the scene as the vehicle was left abandoned, partially in the right lane of the interstate and the shoulder, with hazard lights on. Fled the scene. No injuries reported as a result of that crash. 30 minutes later, a gray Chevy Traverse traveling on Interstate 80 struck the rear end of the abandoned car from the first accident. As a result of that collision, the Traverse traveled across all lanes of traffic going into the center ditch, while the Paseo also went in the ditch. The driver of the Traverse, minor injuries. At 11.16 p.m., the Illinois State PD Police said a red GMC tow truck, which was from a local tow company that I know, was stationed on the shoulder with emergency lights on, um, when a white Volvo truck tractor semi-trailer was traveling eastbound and struck the tow truck, as a result of a collision, the, the semi-truck drove into the medium, overturned. The semi became trailer became detached, ended up on the road, crossing both lanes of traffic, and came to arrest. No injuries reported. After the third incident, <laughs> Illinois State Police said all westbound lanes of traffic were closed for crash investigation. Traffic was being diverted off on Brisbane Road. A fully marked Manuka Police Department vehicle was stopped with emergency lights on in the middle of the road, assisting the troopers with lane closures. A white Nissan Rogue driven by Sahar Abdullah, 22, of Orland Park. Sounds like a rogue. Young female. No comment. Failed to yield to police vehicles and continued to drive through the scene of the previous motor vehicle accident. (laughs) While traveling through the crash site, she struck four tow truck operators there were a total of eight tow truck operators assisting with the crash who were working on the roadway as a result of the previous crashes abdullah continued traveling through the crash site with one of the tow truck operators on the front of her hood the illinois state police said abdullah allegedly passed multiple tow trucks on the scene all with emergency lights activated that is when the white gmc 
That is when a white GMC street sweeper, assisting with the cleanup, was traveling westbound <laughs> at the same location and attempted to make an U-turn in order to go eastbound when the front end of her vehicle struck the front end of the street sweeper. After the collision with the street sweeper, the tow truck operator, who remained on the front of the hood, um, when the vehicle came to rest in the center medium, the tow truck operator was transported to the hospital, non life threatening injuries. Abdullah and the remaining tow truck drivers were not injured. She was charged with driving under the influence of drugs, failure to yield a stationary emergency vehicle, causing injury, improper lane usage, illegal transportation of cannabis, and eight counts of reckless conduct. So then, like, the main point of this is that drugs are bad. (laughs) It's just a crazy set of circumstances to happen. I think people are so happy to leave their houses. They don't care they're on drugs. Yeah, I agree. I, I understand. It's a weird, crazy set of that circumstances. Is very strange. That somehow nobody died. And although I know no. for a fact yeah. the tow truck driver, um, who they said was not injured, left, went home, and then later on, like, started feeling sick, went to the hospital, has a broken neck. What? Yeah. Like, and he was fine from that? Like, he survived no, a broken mean. neck? Survived, yeah. I mean, he survived, yeah. He could could've. have been in shock. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was for a while. But. but anyway, the point is, isn't that insane? And how many people are driving around fucking hammered? A lot. Like, at all times. There was a terrible accident on Grand Ridge Road yeah, this last weekend. But, I mean, that just, it was like in the early morning, and it ended up being because of a DUI, you know, like a, a drunk driver. And it, it was like, 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, and there's already drunk drivers on the road? Yeah. Are you serious? I think people are just really that bored. I really do. I think there's a lot more people driving around messed up than you think, and also a lot of more people driving around not paying any attention on their phones than yes. anybody realizes. I think that is the biggest problem, is that most people are not paying any attention whatsoever and are on their How phones. How do you... The, the first accident... First of all, somebody went right into another car. Right. And then that person fled the scene, left their car in, in the road. Yeah. But the second person then hit that car that was parked <laughs> with off this hazard drive. Right. I yeah. mean, it was a little bit into the lane. But if you're driving long, like you should clearly be able to see this. A car. And then obviously, the last person that drove through the crash site, I don't even know what to say about that. Either she was so messed up or she was just completely like freaking out and just couldn't figure out how to stop i i don't know i don't know how any of that happens i i mean i can't say i've been perfect obviously i'm not perfect at driving and there's been a lot of times where i have been distracted and driving but i've never ran anyone over i've never driven through crash sites i've never hit a parked vehicle um i don't know a lot of this seems Strange to me. <laughs> that's why you drive back roads if you're doing something stupid. Well, right. And that's what we do around here. But you, city guy. We still got them in Manuka you have and Shanahan. back roads? Oh, yeah. I got my back roads. Alleys don't count. No, there's no alleys. Okay. Where Not a river where, walk. where are your back roads? Uh, I call it Big Basin Road. I don't know what it is. We got farms. We got farms. We got uh, plural. Yeah. Plural there's, farms. There's farms up there. There's some. It's still like kind of the country. We kind of not got a, really. We got a it's, cool pumpkin. It's a farm. lot different now. It is a way different now. They do have a pumpkin farm. A badass pumpkin farm. Oh, what's that called? Dollinger's. Yep. 
Yeah, I the know. owner is like one of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that pumpkin farm. I've been going there every year for like 20, 20 plus years. It's right Shout across. out Dollinger Pumpkin Farm. Hey. Boom. Holla at your boy. Do you got any more news? I didn't have any news to begin with. Oh, that is odd. I know it really is. I haven't been on. I haven't been searching because there a lot has of stuff been lately. a bunch of news, like in general. Like what? Like the whole Scarface thing I put out the other day. Oh yeah, there and we... the Labyrinth is going to have another sequel. Yeah, there's which tons I love. of stuff, Jerry, and you're not writing it down. You're not paying any attention. I I've been busy. Sorry. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it another time. But yeah, the Labyrinth is coming they're supposedly making a sequel obviously david bowie can't be the what is he why uh, well he's passed away well but they can computerize he's him. passed on they could digitize him i'm They've sure it before they did it with prince didn't they, they made do a carrie whole concert fisher like with prince they made carrie fisher like young and hot again she was so hot in rogue one and she was hot um like big news i like her sister daughter 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 wait who Carrie Fisher's daughter. I don't know what she looks like. She's been in the newer Star Wars movies. What? Yeah. No. She was in. She was in the newer Star Wars movies, and then she was in American Horror Story. Okay, I don't know. I What's her name? That. I don't know. Carrie Fisher. Carrie daughter. Fisher's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they just um, put her as. In big there. news out one is that Disney World is reopening. I know. I posted that on our social in media. In July, my Disney stock went through the roof. And I bought like a ton more when it was dirt cheap. Did you sell me some. And it's gone way up. So I'm excited about that. I'm not going in the summer because I don't go to Disney in the summer. But you bet your ass I'll be going in the winter because the place is going to be half empty. No, it won't. It's going to be packed. Do you think so? Absolutely, I think so. From July, you're talking five months. Five months from July after it reopens. Are they opening you think at it's full capacity? Be dead? I didn't read the article. Even neither neither did I. But uh, <laughs> even that's the thing. Even if it does not open at full capacity by this winter, it will be open at full capacity, and that's when everybody's going to go. Okay. Well, maybe we'll you see. would be ridiculous to go in the winter. I think. I think the, your best bet is to go now, like in July. Nope. You have to. No, I'm not doing that. You're going to have to. Um, the Scarface one that I mentioned was a reboot coming. And Are you a big Scarface fan, either of you guys? I like the movie. I watched the original and I watched the Al Pacino one. The Say original one is made in the 50s. Say hello, my little friend. I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I think it got a little bit overhyped. There was like a period where that was like a big deal, that movie, Scarface. Yeah. It was a good movie. I'm more of a Goodfellas guy. I am a big fan of the Cone Brothers, though. And they're the ones that are rebooting it. So are they gonna? That's very interesting. So they're to me. redoing the original movie, or like the El Pacino movie. It will be a direct reboot of the 1983 film with El Pacino. Hmm. Okay. Who do they have as the lead? Um. Well, I don't know if they've. I don't know if they figured it out. Who they're not they directing it. They're just writing the screenplay. Oh, they aren't going to direct yeah. it. Well, it'll be shit. <laughs> Um, what if he's still going to be an immigrant dude? Uh, I didn't come over on no banana boat. Isn't that what he says? Something like that? Something about a banana boat? I believe so, because they were Cuban, right? Yeah. Or Puerto Rican. Cuban? Oof. You can't mix, mix those up. I can, and I did. Mm, that's illegal. Well, anyway, I don't know more details on that, but I'm excited about it. And with that, let's get to the top That's 10. the news, I guess. Top 10 Board games. At first, I thought hmm. boring topic. Still sorry about yeah. it. Yeah, 
At first I thought, I don't know how but then, to rank Then I started stuff. looking at it and I'm like, you know what? I like games. I'm a big fan of games. I know you are. In you're, general. Your whole life is a game. And I like finding new games to play. Do you? Yeah. And so recently I just got a new game and I haven't played it yet. It's called Ticket to Ride. And it's so I've been seeing it on these supposed to be one of the lists. best games. And yeah. another one that I've been wanting to get is Pandemic, which I haven't played yet. Um, no, we've been playing it for a while now, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's not But worth it's also a rated shit. once one of the better games. So I'm a big fan of board games. The problem is like finding people to play board games with. Damn yeah. right. Because nobody ever wants to play board games. Like nobody that I know I'll be your friend. likes to play games. I and love, I want to play like I love games. Like tabletop games, you know, like Will Wheaton games. Like board games that you set on a table. Yeah, but like more in-depth nerdy games. Yeah, like uh, like uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Well, maybe not that in-depth. I would love to play Dungeons and Dragons. One time I asked Jerry to play Dungeons and Dragons, and he basically laughed at me. No, I and didn't. said I would never play that. I didn't say that. That's exactly what happened, word for word. <laughs> that was half my problem with making this list, though, because... I watched that Will Wheaton, the tabletop games. Yeah, it's a great show. And he I makes, watched it. He makes time. me want to play more board games, but you Wait, need... he has a show about this? He's got a show called Tabletop Games. You need... I didn't know ...like this. four people that actually give a shit and don't, like, check out 10 minutes into the game and just yeah. be like, man, I don't care. They're in-depth games, but he gets in-depth. Yeah, you need people that care and yeah. want to play a game. Yes. He did one on Pandemic. And it was, he's like, you know, at some point, everybody names the viruses that are spreading. It was, hmm. I don't know, it was awesome. So you can't have kids around. We can't have kids around doing this. No, no, no. Like no. at all. I don't ever want kids around. I, Not for tabletop I understand. games. <laughs> I understand. No, no I want to play like, uh, like I have, I do have some people that I play one of the games on my list, play this game with them. And they're like really into it. And it's a lot of fun. And you just need a dedicated group of people. I do have a game, a card game, that I should bring in that I think you would enjoy. It's called Legendary. It's actually a Marvel card game. It's a really fun game. I think we've talked about it before, haven't we? Probably. I we thought, can play that sometime. I thought we have. But, I, I mean, I'm all for it. I would, I would absolutely play board games with you whenever you The want. problem is I use all of my free time away from my wife to do this podcast i know as do i <laughs> and i can't find there's no way i'm ever going to find a game that my wife is going to be interested in playing so that's pretty much where we're unless at. you can find a board game that is like online yeah that's the only way it's going to which work. they've put a lot of board games online um I there's mean, a fun game the same though there's a fun no, game we've been playing agree. called drawful it's uh by the I, people who I make you don't know jack. jack yeah i love jackbox games and we've been playing it over uh not Skype, but what's the other the thing we've been using? Switch. Zoom? You can do it. Uh, no, you can't do it on Switch. You can only do it with the people that are in the room with you. You can play it on Switch, but I can't play it at my house with you at your house. You, you have told to, me you could. No. Yes, you can. Listen. So if you're not going to play it on Switch, you have to play it on computer. Okay. And you have to hook your computer to the TV. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is... Um, What's the Microsoft like version of Skype that's mixer. Like free? No. Oh, Hangouts, Google Hangouts. So I open a Google Hangout, and I share my screen, so we're seeing the same screen. And then you play. You actually play on your phones okay. or iPads. It's, it's really fun, though. It's like, a, it's like a 
it's kind of like Pictionary, but sure. you draw a picture of something you get, and you draw a picture of it on your phone, and then it goes up on the screen, and then everybody else has to guess, has to make up a headline for your picture. Okay. And then it shows all the headlines that everybody made up, and then you vote on which you think is the real headline. The and you other get, people do. Everybody votes, and you get not points. Not you. Well, the, not you. Not the person you that draw drew the, the picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if people pick the right picture, that means you drew a good picture, and you get points, and they get points. If people pick somebody else's, like if Craig wrote a headline that was funny and people picked that one, he would get points. Oh, I see. It's fun. There was a thing for uh, that was free on Xbox Live for a while. Yeah, it was. That's where I got it. Yeah, that's that's why I got it too, but I've never played it. It was free on Steam. And, well, actually, it was free on Switch, so I got it on there first, and we were playing it at home. I got it for nine cents. I got it on Steam. Yeah. Nine cents on you Switch. You overpaid, bro. I know. Apparently, I did. <laughs> Everyone else gets it for so free. So we have been playing it remotely with um, some friends of ours, so we could. I, originally, when I told you to get it, we were going to play it, and then we yeah. never we ended up doing well. It. We ended up recording that because that's what we do with Jackbox. We'll play those, but you have to put it on a streamer, and someone you still have to use your phone, but then you have that delay on the streamer on whatever you're using right. to do those games. Yeah. But that one is a lot like uh, Fibbage on Jackbox. Yep, I have never played that one, but I, they advertise it. That, so. That's one of the funner ones to play on Jackbox. Yeah, hmm. interesting. You guys all right. are all about it. So let's get to the board games, though. The real meat and potatoes here. We'll start with number 10. Who's starting? Do we let the guests start, or do you always start like normal? Because you're start. so controlling. I'll start. Okay. My number 10 is a game that probably most people don't remember at all, but I used to play it all the time when I was a kid. My grandma had it. Oh, boy. What is it? It's called Upwards. Upwards, I do remember this game. Remember that game? What is is that, that like Scrabble? It's like Scrabble, except but the letters are like little tiles, but they're like three dimensional, like and cups. You stack them on top. You can stack, stack them. Yep, I remember that. So you can build words left, right, or up, up, down, and then like on top of each other. Yeah, that's a genius idea. It is a genius. Whoever idea. came up with that idea should get a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, they did get like the Board Game of the Year award. No, I have no idea. It should be a phone app. Really? It, it should be a phone app. That's right. And Scrabble's kind of taken well, up all the glory when it comes to like word-based games. Yeah. But I always had a lot more fun with Upwards. And you know, I wasn't ever a big Upwards player until later in my life. And I would agree with you. Later in your life? When? When yeah. have you been playing Upwards? I didn't oh. know this game existed outside of my grandmother's house. Oh, really? Yeah, I played it a lot like uh, in my 20s, I should say. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Was David Seedentop involved? I don't think so. It would be fun Nate to was. play games Nate with David Seedentop. I, I would like to get David into a game night. To be honest, I don't think I've ever really played any games with him besides uh, Tiger Woods. He, he might think they're a waste of his time. Mm-mm. No, he'd be in board games. <laughs> yeah, I know he would. All right. Uh, number 10, Craig. Oh, this sucks. I apologize in advance. But, uh, Why are you so you're so negative about your list before you even start it? Because once I actually did the list, I realized how freaking hard it is. I I don't think I've played ten board games, or I've just <laughs> barely hit ten board games. But the reason I picked my number ten is because my kids are into this, and and it, it I don't even think this is an old game, but Jumanji. Oh yeah, we have that. My uh, I got it for my son last year for Christmas. That's a legitimate board game. It is. It is now, but like the the way it, it plays is once you hit a certain spot, it's got like the old school color coded 
you put it underneath the little panel and then you can read what it says and you got to roll dice to try to get what's on that. I don't remember exactly, but um, yeah, it's kind of a complicated game for kids because I bought it and I tried to play it with my four-year-old and six-year-old. My six-year-old could get it. My four-year-old was a little, it was a little tough for them. So it was, it's a little bit complicated, but it's a fun game. Yeah, but, uh, both my kids are uh, they're they're eight and six, so they barely got it, but they got it enough where they wanted to play it again. Which yeah. I can't get them into board games, so that's why it's on my number ten. I would say it would be interesting to play with kids that are old enough that can actually play it. My kids aren't weren't quite there when we were playing it, and so it basically becomes kind of a clusterfuck. Yeah. It's going to be a phase. <laughs> Once they're done with it, it it's going to be over. Yeah, I think we played it a couple times, and that was about it. Okay, mine, number 10. It's a very simple game, but I've always loved it, and I think it's very fun to play with a group of people, even though it's so simple. It's called Apples to Apples. Oh, yeah. I love it. We have it, that game. Do you? Yeah. Everybody has this game because yeah, everybody, everybody plays it, which is exactly why it should be on a top 10 because everybody plays this game and everybody loves it. It's super simple comparison game, obviously. Apples to apples, red cards, green cards. Never played it. You've never played Apples to Apples? It's like you know, a kid's well, game. Well, I played, I played card, Cards of. Against Humanity, which it they tell me is like pretty game. similar, but I've never played Apples to Apples. That like that's an extreme version of apples to apples, yes. But it's based off of the exact same thing. Okay. But there's a board for that. Is there a board? There's <laughs> no board. There's no board, Jerry. Oh, that's why no. I didn't include it in my shit. I didn't even think about that. Um, and we we had a discussion before wah, this game wah, wah. started that there has to be a board involved in the game. Well, good thing I have multiple. So pick another one, Jerry. <laughs> The only one that I didn't rank was categories. Okay. There's Can no board be... in that one either. There so. isn't? Oh, Is there? No. I don't remember. I don't remember. I love categories, but I didn't put it on my I list because I don't think there's a board. I um, say you count it because I'm about to ruin it with my number nine anyway. I'm pretty sure there's no board in categories, just so you know. I thought there was a board. But I'll let, I'll let it fly because there are a bunch of little boards where you write on. And Scategories is a freaking awesome game. It's one of my favorite games, but I did not put it on my list. One of your favorite games you didn't put on your list. It's not a board game. That's why I didn't put it on my list. It is a board game. You've got a board. Um, are you sure about that? You have a board that you write your lists on. Yeah, okay. There's no main board. I know there isn't. Okay, let's just move on for 10. you. My number nine is a game that is a sequel to a game. A sequel? Yeah, it's like a version of a game. But not a sequel, because well, that's different. Okay. <laughs> um, it's Clue, but Clue, the Great Museum Caper. It's a completely separate Clue game. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever played that. Um, and I love that game. I've always liked it. I'm... What's the? So it's just about a museum. So... And I haven't played it in a long time, so I might get it wrong. But it's like a three-dimensional board, right? It's like a clue board, but it's three-dimensional. Does and it, it pop out? Yeah, it pops up. And it's a museum, <sighs> all right? And one person gets to play the thief. And there's like paintings in the different rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. One person plays the thief. So they don't actually have a piece on the board, but they have a map of the board and a piece of paper in their hand. 
and they move according to however they move. And then they go around, they have to go around the museum stealing paintings. And based on what's going on in the game, the other people in the game have to figure out where that thief is and catch him. Wow. And I always, I liked Clue. You know, I've always liked Clue. We play it all the time. We still played it. Played it the other day with the kids. Played it my whole life. But I don't know. There's a certain element to Clue that I feel is a little bit repetitive sometimes. And this game throws in a whole element of strategy that Clue doesn't have when I think it gives it a lot better. It's a lot funner game. It sounds awesome. It sounds way better than regular Clue to yeah, me. It's a, it's a fun game. I, I enjoy it. I haven't played it really since I've been like a kid, but uh, we used to play it all the time. That sounds great. Have you ever played that? No, I never even heard of it. 3D art theft mystery in the classic Clue tradition. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of it either, but I mean, I've heard of Clue, but never a sequel to and, Clue. Uh, all the other people in the game can put down motion detectors. There's different pieces that are like motion detectors. And so if the thief is in that room or goes in that room, it can trigger a motion detector. And then they have to, the thief has to say, like, I've triggered motion detector four. And then everybody knows kind of a, an oh, area really? of the board they are Wait, at. wait, wait. So if the thief is saying he's There's triggered these. There's an element of, there is an element of honesty that the thief has to use. So you would immediately know you're the thief then, right? No, no. You know who the thief is. They just don't have a piece on the board. So you don't know where where they they are. are. And to get out, they got to steal as many paintings as they can. And then they got to get out of the museum. At one end of the museum, there's two locked doors. And they have to remove the locks. Oh, my gosh. Removing locks is the hardest. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Are they master locks? (laughs) Yeah. They're master locks. Ooh, that's hard to do. You should get a universal bolt cutter. It'd be fine. Bingo. It's a fun game. I recommend everybody check it out. Nice. All right. Number nine, Kurg. <sighs> All right. So I don't know if this counts, so I can't judge you too harshly. Oh, my no. Number I can, nine. I oh, go ahead. all go the ahead, judgments. Judge. All right. So my number nine is Don't Break the Ice. Um, so, yeah, I think it counts. That and does I count. freaking love that game. So, yeah, my big thing is uh, you probably can't see my shirt, but my son's autistic. So he's very, very, very picky on anything that I play. And that's one of those games where, like, it don't matter. The minute I say, let's play Don't Break the Ice, he will stop whatever he's doing, and we will play that game. So I like it. I like it. It's a little bit of a, not nostalgia pick, but a sentimental pick. Sentimental, mm-hmm. and it, it works for, it's nostalgic for me, too. So Yeah, Don't Break the Ice. That's when a good you're one. saying Don't Break the Ice, are you talking the version with the hammer and the cubes? Yes. Have you ever played Thin Ice? No. Isn't that like t- tissue paper yeah, or something? Yeah, you take on a it? piece of Kleenex oh. and you have wet marbles. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, for, I never had Don't Break the Ice as a kid. I had Thin Ice and I thought that it was Don't. I heard people talk about Don't Break the Ice. And you thought, yeah, I thought it was the same, the same game. Right. And then when I was, my kids were, you know, older, we got. Don't break the ice. That's I got the it out only like, time you knew that it wasn't the same game. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time I knew. But we played Thin Ice like crazy mm-hmm. all the time. Thin Ice is good. I played that a lot too. But Don't Break the Ice is the is the classic. That's where everything comes from. I think, that and is I played the classic, that more. Right? You're damn right. I think every school's got it too. Because you put the little guy in the middle, yeah. right? Yeah, the little polar the bear, yeah. ice skater. Yeah. Yeah, it is a it's a polar the bear. Polar ice bear skater. is an ice skater. Classic. Love Fun it. Fun game. Mine is a little bit different, a little more involved. You're number nine, right? My number nine is a little more involved, and it 
It involves war. Okay. Do you have a guess? Uh, risk? No. It's called Axis, Axis and Allies. His cousin. It's just like the video game, but it originated as a board game. Yeah, I've seen it. I, that is one game I've my, seen my entire life like at Walmart in the board game alley, and I'm like, I want that game, and I've never played and it. And it's awesome. My brother and I played it all the time, and, and my sister, because there was three of us. And you could be either allied forces or access forces, obviously. And then you try to take over certain portions of the board. So how's it different than Risk? It's, it's a little bit different just because it's World War II based. That's it. So you can be like Germany. You can be the U.S. You can be Great Britain. It's similar to, the, to Risk. Like Risk is obviously based off of this. But you roll dice and stuff? Yeah. And you take over certain portions of the country okay. or of the world, really. And you have to hold them for a certain amount of time in order to win the game. So you keep rolling dice and keep taking over portions. It can go a really long time if you have multiple people playing. Um, I don't know. It's great. It's, it's like a super classic game. I am obsessed with World War II. I always have been. And that's why I always loved it. It's my number nine. There you go. My number eight is... Man, it's a game that I still play all the time with my kids. It's the most frustrating game that ever existed in the history of mankind. One that would cause every childhood beat-down fight between me and my sisters. And still to this day... Beat-down fights? Yeah. Still to this day is an insanely frustrating game. And that game is Sorry. <laughs> okay, I didn't think you were going there. <laughs> but I agree with you. Have you ever played Sorry? A lot. It is incredibly frustrating and it is like you can directly attack people unfairly <laughs> and it just causes a huge amount of fighting in all ages and it's fun yeah I completely and there's a lot of strategy you. to it and that's why i like sorry it really there's a lot of strategy to it kind of like a lot of critical thinking at times making the right choices and stuff but there's really no other other vindictive game that allows you to just completely screw somebody over when they're right at the cusp of right. <laughs> if you hit the right thing, yeah. Like if, if you, you roll the the right roll, the and eleven, you get a, and you get, you get a slide, yeah, or get an eleven where you can switch places. Yes. No, I agree. I love sorry. Or get a sorry card. I mean, it it literally sorry. caused most of the fighting. Between my siblings and I, and in my childhood. Really? Yeah. Mine was a different game that we may get to later. All right. <laughs> number eight, Craig. All right. My number eight, uh, it's another thing that involves my kids. So uh, I played a lot of Candyland. Oh. Mm. So Candyland for me, I've played the old school version where you got the cards. I've played, the newer one actually has a little, uh, what do they call it? A little flipper. And, uh. I have found out that people cheat on both of them. It doesn't matter which one you're playing. Yeah, yeah. When I used to play with my sister, she would seriously say, she would, she knows she would want to play it, and she would stack it so she knew exactly what she was getting, and she would win. My daughter will put it in a spot where she's going to get those double, double whatever colors, and she will, she'll just <laughs> immediately get ahead of me. But she, she knows what she's doing, and it's, it's a good game for. Uh, our family. Yeah. They also have like a million different versions, so you can get like all different games. I think that's a big thing with this, with any board game is like family. Like you play all of these with your family, right? Yeah. And it's all based off of what you did as a kid. And then 
going on into your adulthood, you base it off of like what you had done as a child with your family and how much you hated each other because of it. Right. Right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, okay, so my number eight, after you guys have all done your number eights, now I get to do mine, finally. Yep. Thank you. It's a game that I didn't play until I was in high school, and I played it in ag class. Okay. And I've loved it ever since then. No idea. What and I think the only time I've ever actually played it was in high school for ag class, because I never bought it. I should. Was it that farm game? The farming game. Yeah, I used to play that at my grandma's house all the time. It is so fun. It's actually a really fun game. It's incredible. So you literally... You trade commodities. Yeah, you trade commodities. You have your own crops. uh, You buy and sell things, livestock, um, and you run your own farm, basically. Like you're running a farm and you're trying to make money off of the things that you have. And I love it. It's similar to... It's kind of similar to... um, Settlers of Catan? Yes. It's similar to that, but There's it's like no a... There's no way. It's, some, it's not in any way yes, similar it is. to that. It's based off of that game. That's what we were always told. That's what Meyerhofer said, is like it's based off of this game, but it's just like a simplified version as a single farm. And I, I don't know. I, I always really enjoyed it because it's... And they we played it in the, in the time frame of school, like in that class. It was in uh, Ag Business. Mm-hmm. And we played it because we were like marketing and learning about marketing. So we played that game in order to like figure out what we were doing. And in it was way. fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously it's a game, but do you remember that portion of the class where you had to like buy and sell things like on like futures and hedge? And no, but I'm sure we did. You're so old. Yeah. It was a do long you not time remember ago. anything? No, not really. Not much. Your just brain is just fried. Not just much fried. from high school. No, that's All a long right. time well, ago, man. Look it up. If you don't know what the farming game is, look it up. It's fun. I like it. it is and a fun I think game. I need to buy that game and play it at home. Yeah. If he's only slightly younger than I am, I just hit my 20 year uh, anniversary today or uh, this year. So I'm getting pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 2000. That's when I graduated. My sister, same class as you. Um, my number seven is I did upwards and I do actually prefer upwards as a game, but I got to give credit where credit's due to the Scrabble. Scrabble. That's where it's at, man. It's been a worldwide phenomenon. I like, I love playing the game. I love Scrabble and it's so fun. I like playing it on my phone. I love making up words. Yeah, it's great. So I do like upwards. I think to play a game, I'd probably pick upwards. But I'll play a game of Scrabble. And I like playing it on my phone, too. It's fun. Yes. And it also evolved into Words with Friends. Yeah. Yeah. But Scrabble's like one of the originals. You, I feel like it has to be on a top ten. Yeah, if it isn't, you'll never be a guest again. Double word scores, triple word scores. I actually have scores. the Scrabble version of Words with Friends. Oh, all right. Good. There's a Scrabble version? <laughs> yes. What's the difference? Uh, Scrabble is Scrabble. Why isn't Words with Friends like Scrabble? Just called something different? Not really. Words with Friends is Scrabble, but it's Words with Friends. Except it's not exactly like Scrabble. Scrabble has its own little nuances. With the board. Yeah, the board. (laughs) Is one of the nuances. (laughs) Words with Friends is all on your phone. So I get it. There's a way to cheat on both of them, so you're good. There is. Unless There's a you way go to, by the Scrabble It's harder dictionary. to cheat on an actual physical board game, though. 
That's why I don't play the physical one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, anyway, that was my number seven. Uh, Craig, your number seven is... All right. So my number seven, you guys, I don't think maybe either one of you heard of this. It's called Hero Quest. I've heard of it. I've not played it. So this this game came out in the... It came out in the late 80s. I remember asking for this for Christmas. And this game is seriously like the closest you can get to playing D&D without playing D&D. Really? So I well, always got... I want to get it now. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess we have to get <laughs> I, it now. I, I ended up buying it on, uh, on eBay like many, many years later because I still wanted it after the fact. I didn't get you it. You never got it. I never got it. That's and so it comes in great pieces. You got a game master. You have like your different, uh, your different characters with different stats. It, it plays like a D and D, but it's like I'm not that much of a dork, but I'm super close. No, you are. I was that. Yeah. I, I, I totally was. <laughs> so you've you've played it? Then? I have. I'm with- not gonna. I played it back in the day. I just didn't own it. Oh, I gotcha. Hmm. It, it looks fun. cool. I'm looking at pictures of it, and it's right up my alley. Yeah, the, it's got a lot of little pictures of people that look like wizards and trolls and stuff. So it's fantasy based. Do, is there any swords? Do you see swords? There's I swords. See, there's, the, a there's, a barbarian. there's a barbarian. There's a barbarian in the game. It's definitely fantasy then. Definitely, for sure. Wow. It's like no other game you've played. 14 different <laughs> quests inside. Really? A new adventure each time you play. And there was expansion packs for it. Dark That's just caverns, gory monsters, deadly traps, and worse. Once you enter the mysterious underground world of Hero Quest, there's no turning back. None. Once mm. you play the part of Zargon, the evil sorcerer, <laughs> with your mutant monster force, you'll plot against the heroes. Watch as they fall prey to your cunning traps. I will never not be a hero. The rest of you must battle against Zorgon. I'll beat you, Zorgon. Which daring hero will you be? The barbarian? The mightiest of warrior? I am the mightiest of You warrior. can match him in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! The elf, a bum, proud bum, champion bum, 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 with fighting bum, skills bum, bum, matched bum, bum, only by his magic. A wizard, a master of sorcery, his knowledge and use of mag- magic unrivaled. A dwarf. Ooh, would be I'll you. be the dwarf. <laughs> I don't know. It does. It looks cool. I like it. It sounds awesome. All right, Jerry, you're up. Uh, my number seven, we've already said it. Or you already said it. Sorry. Oh. I've played a lot of Sorry in my life. I've always loved it. It didn't cause that much issue uh, between any of my siblings, but I play it more now with my kids. Yeah, we anything. play it all the time. It's a great game for kids. The boys love it. We play it all the time. I love Sorry too. It's, I don't the, it's have a one of the only it. children's games that I can tolerate playing. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Um, number. Six for me is Risk. Risk. Yes, that's so, a classic. It. Um, I still a little pl- bit of war in that. Loved playing Risk as a kid. Nobody ever wanted to play it with me, but it's just involved. It's man. very involved, and I play it still. I play it all the time with my uh, sister or my sister, <laughs> my wife's <laughs> uncle. Close to your sister. <laughs> my wife's That's, uncle and his. I've always screwed up my uncles or wives' uncles with my sister yeah. a lot too. And yeah. his kids. We play it all the time. It's a fun game. Um, but yeah, it is super involved and takes forever. Yeah. And I remember the other day we were playing, this was a while ago, but. Um, Just the other day though. Yeah. We had a couple hours. Like, let's play a game of risk. 
Nope. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's a lot of rolling, a lot of dice. It is. A lot of and dice rolls. A lot of new rules that I know now that I didn't know at the time when I was a kid playing the game. Like what? I don't remember specifically, but uh, there's other rules that you don't play with as you're when you're a kid. Does it go by the Geneva Convention? <sighs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Napoleon. Fucking Napoleon. Treaty of Paris. He's the I don't worst. Know. That episode for Seinfeld? Yes. I always <laughs> yeah, think of that, yeah. yeah. You're number six, Gregory. All right. So this is another game from my childhood. Um, it's called The Uncanny X-Men Alert. What? what? Yeah. So this was... I've never made, even heard of it. So it was back in the day, Wolverine is in his old costume. It seriously came with a bunch of plastic figures. Including Professor X, who had his own little wheelchair. Hop, yeah, he had his hovercraft, hovercraft little thing, hover chair. But they all came in gray. So I don't remember the game so much as I remember that I painted every one of those fuckers. <laughs> oh, you did! You painted did. the pieces. I painted all the pieces because there was quite a few X Men on there. I remember the cover of this game. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, I can't even say it's a great game. I just remember that game because I painted all of them. And then we had a garage sale, and I decided, you know what? I don't play this game. The no pieces are sweet looking. Yeah. And that They're game like is very super, involved. super expensive now, if you were to try to find it. Oh, yeah, probably. Really? Like, so it's not a production game anymore? Oh, like, you sure. Can't. It was it's not that game. expensive. I mean, you can buy it for $29.99 plus $13 shipping. That's pretty expensive for a 1992 game. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun on that game, though. Yeah. So is it like just the X Men fighting each other, or like like you're no, fighting the bad you guys? Would have, you have there would be a card you would throw in the middle, and it would be shit. I, I mean, I don't even really yeah, remember. Like Cyclops. I mean, there's like there's a I... Dracula in there. I know Dracula. Yeah, it's hmm. old school. I remember seeing the box of that game. I never had it or played it. 1992. Yeah, Wolverine's in the old costume. I remember that. Perfect. That's my favorite costume. Um. Yeah, that looks really cool. Boy, I didn't know about any of these cool type games when I was a kid. I just had Tornado Rex. I remember Tornado Rex. That game <laughs> I had was Tornado great. Rex too. Torn- or Grape Escape. I That's the way it. you do it when you play the Grape Escape. Can I tell you my Mash number six? Em, cut them, roll them into nope. goo. Oh my gosh! Do you remember that commercial? I don't. No. It was a great game. The the little grapes were your they players, escaped. and they were you made them out of play doh, and the whole board was a contraption. That like, they go into a spot like, like mousetrap, mouse but you'd crank a crank and it would like a scissors would close and it would cut the grape in half. I think I remember this. Yeah, or it would smash your grape. Yeah, it's a great game. I do remember this. Yeah, grape escape. Okay, so my number six <laughs> is grape escape. No, no, I do remember that though. The squishing and and yeah, chopping of your grape. But I it's mean, Play-Doh. do they? They don't have cool games like that anymore. You don't games. even see nope. commercials like that anymore. No. There was one that was a big band saw, and it had rubber bands, and it would saw the, your grape in no half. No way. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. That was there Grandpa's was a, Farm. There was a masher, there was a boot stomper, there was a scissors, I remember and, there was the a, boot stomper and there was a one. big band saw. I always remember the boot stomper crushing your player, like on the commercial. I don't remember this game at all. I don't remember the song, but I remember getting smashed by a boot on the commercial. Anyway, my number six is Scrabble. Oh, I love Scrabble. It's a classic. I think it should be on your top 10. It's like a very good, um, like intellectual game. I would say like you have to think like you drink like a cup of tea while you play it. You have to, you have Um, to have tea 
finger up. A little like bit. Of, we get our pipes out. Yeah. You you smoke a smoke good pipe. A pipe. You have a nice a tobacco cup pipe. of tea. Not a wacky tobacco pipe. We would never. No. I mean, and, I would. And then you scrabble it up, you know, and you challenge each other. It's like a challenge of minds. Like, I am better at making words than and you. someday I'll lose at it. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. No? Never. Wow. I have a great vocabulary. Do you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with it. All right. My number five. Top five here. Here we're getting in the meat and potatoes right here. Uh, my number five oh. is a game called balderdash nobody played that um yes. not a single person in the world played that Are, have you pl- ever heard of this game i've heard you of it absolutely this is like jerry snyder the game this is a game <laughs> okay. that you would absolutely love i wouldn't buy it if it was called that um this is yes, probably the would. funnest uh, this is probably the funnest like group party game that i've ever played it's a great game for adults like if you have a game night like with a group of adults that aren't like serious in the games. It's like a fun, fun, fun party game. And what it is, is basically, it's similar to that drawful that I was telling you about before. Yeah. But instead of drawing something, you get a card with like a made up word. And you have to, everybody that's playing, usually you play with big groups. So like there's 10 people playing. Everybody writes a definition to that word. So... All of those definitions go back to the main player, yeah. and they say the word, and they read off everybody's definitions, and then everybody votes on whose definition they think is the correct definition. It's basically the same as that drawful game, mm-hmm. but it is wild with like people write crazy, hilarious things generally, and I don't know. It's a fun, super fun game. I highly, highly recommend it. It's definitely, it would be on the top of my list to play with a group of people. Really? Yeah. It's the top of your list for a group of people. I don't believe you. Yeah, it's like a party game. It's fun. Like everybody's laughing, having a great time. Cocktails. There's lots of drinking involved. It's great. I just think you're an alcoholic. (laughs) I think we played this game overseas, but we couldn't drink. Yeah, maybe. And it sucked. Well, you don't have to drink to enjoy it. I love that game. I think it's a lot of fun. That's it. That's my number five. Craig's number five. All right. My number five... um... I seriously do not remember this game as well as I should, but I remember that I played it with adults, so I like that part of it. Uh, Cranium. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Cranium. So, I played it a lot with, yeah, with my brother. Go ahead. Every, well, I was going to say, every time I've played this game, I know there was drinking involved, so I don't remember it after the fact. <laughs> I don't remember it while I was playing, but I remember I had fun doing it because I was playing with adults, and adults would play this game. So that was, that was my big thing with it. Yeah. I just remember there was part of it that was like Pictionary. Part of it was like trivia. Part of it was like... like act out. Yeah. Pic, uh, what do you call that? Um, charades. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it was like that kind of a game. There was like four aspects to it. I think there was a, a, a categories part where you would just go back and forth with the other guy on... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was like you'd, movies, and then you'd have to just sit there and list movies. Yeah. I, I do. There was a Play-Doh element to that game, too. There was something involved with Play-Doh. Yeah, I, I, it's in yeah. there. I know there is. Yes, you, it, you sculpting. You sculpt right? out. Uh, yeah, you sculpt yeah. out whatever your card says. I like that game. I, uh, we never, but you can choose. We had that game when I was a kid, but I don't feel like we played it that often. I'm not sure why, but yeah, I think because it's kind of a group game. It is. You need like a larger group of people to play yes. it. 
Yeah. We never had a larger group of people, but yeah, that's a good one. It's great. And it's funny. It's yeah. like super fun and that's, funny. You can make it It's very funny. similar to Balderdash. It's not. Party game. Very funny. Okay. Uh, what am I on? Five? Number five. My number five is a little game called Settlers of Catan. Have you played this? Uh, yeah, Jerry. I've played Settlers of Catan. Have you? Yes. It's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the original Civilization. It's like Sid Meier's Civilization as a board game. Would you agree? Um, I can't comment other to say that we're definitely going to be talking about this game later. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the greatest. Like, you have to roll for production. You have resources. You can trade things. You've got, like, maritime trade. You're building up roads. You have to have bricks, lumber. Like, everything that you need to build up your empire, basically, is all in this game. And that's why I said it's like Sid Meier's civilization because you're like creating your own civilization to beat out everyone else's. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. It's like a cross between Monopoly and Risk. And civilization. And civilization. Because you're creating your own thing. Like you have, you have to have resources in order to do anything. Yeah. And it's a resource management game. Yeah. It's so fun. That it's was a fun game if you can understand it. I couldn't put it on mine, but I've watched Will Wheaton yeah. play it on tabletop games. Wheaton. Yeah. They have a digital version that I've been wanting to get. I keep going back and forth because you have to pay for it, right? So I've been deciding what version to get. But everybody says the app version is really buggy and terrible. Really? The Also, the problem is it's not the kind of game. They say it works great if you have like somebody across the country that you want to play with. Yeah. But it's not the kind of game you can just start to play with strangers because it's so long that they'll just drop out in the middle of the game. Yeah. I can understand Because it takes... It's it's a long it's five a long hours. Go. I mean, it's an all night affair. It's a long go because so, you're like building up settlements and yeah. It's it's just very involved and awesome. If if you can get into it, if you have the time to like put into this game, it yeah, is it's like well a Thanksgiving worth game. it. It is. Yes, you know? it is. You're stuck here. Um, my number four is, of course, one of my favorite games of all time because it's in my top four. Trivial Pursuit. What a classic. I absolutely love that game. I love trivia. I have my entire life. I've loved playing Trivial Pursuit since I was like a little kid. Yeah. And they have a million different versions. I still oh, like the yeah. old original like raggedy blue box, but I'll take any of them. Well, All versions are great. I probably have owned 20 different versions of this game. There's one version that stands out above the rest. What's that one? You'll find out. Okay. All right, so we won't talk too much more about it, but Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> I absolutely love because I love trivia because I'm smarter than everybody else, and I like to prove it to people. He thinks it, and then he finds out otherwise. I'm he not is. the smartest guy in the room most of the time. <laughs> well, because Craig's humble. Well, it's because I'm always in the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a little thing called humble. Craig is humble. All right, number four, Craig. All right, so uh, I know if the dude was here, he would be saying... Bullshit, but I like Monopoly. I've always liked Monopoly. Why would? Why do you say that? Why do you think dude would say that? Didn't you just have a big conversation with him on why nobody ever finishes that game? And we could have. You remember a lot more about honestly. Our I don't think do. that I'm that's where that, that conversation went. I still feel like I'm a fanboy and I, I pay attention to stupid stuff. No, I don't think that that's where that that conversation ended, though. No, I feel like we were very uh, reminiscent of. 
how gr- much we love Monopoly. I, I hope so. I have played a lot of Monopoly in my game. I, I will say that most of the time I have not finished the game, well, but yeah, uh, I, I do play generally with the rule of whenever someone lands on a piece, if they don't buy it, you auction it. And it makes it go so much yes. quicker. Okay, that is... Yes, most I of the agree. time... Most, if I've played it like on Xbox, they make you do that. Because that's the right way to play it. Because that is the right it's way to the play better it. better way to play it. I grew up never knowing that was a rule. We never played it that way. See, Until we, I got older in like college and we played it a lot. And we started doing it that way. We played it that way, but... A lot of times nobody bought them. Like nobody had money to to auction it off because he yeah, like even above somebody the, can buy them for ten bucks then. No, I thought you had to start the auction off at what the no. price was. Whatever you got to sell it. That's it's an auction. Point. Oh, I thought it somebody started out. Has to end up with that property. Oh, okay. I always thought it was like at the property price, and then you started from there and went up. Because no, I'm pretty you, sure that's you start the way at any price, and then you pretty much just work your way up. Well, you until start up at the property price, but if nobody yeah. bids, it goes down. Oh, I I didn't know that. I thought it would just went up from there, and if nobody did it, you just moved on. No. Wow, we were wrong. You got to speed it along. Okay. Monopoly. Um, my turn, right? Yeah. What are we on? We'll talk more about Monopoly four. later. Four. Uh, number four I have as a Trivial Pursuit as well, but it's specifically Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Never played it. I have it at home. Well, I would love to play that and game. I- my brother and I again. Why don't we play it on air? We could, we could easily do that. Yeah, like it would be that. very easy to do, and we could have dude here. My brother kick, wants to be on the podcast too. Dude. He's deploying soon. He's going to Ukraine, so we need to have him on within the next three weeks. Okay, <laughs> are we um, going to war with Ukraine? Is, no, is he just still the US. in the military. Yeah, he's in the army reserves. Okay, and we're going to Ukraine. Why? Yeah, we have a base in the Ukraine apparently, and is that's he where doing he's his, going. His two weeks. No, he's going to be there till next April. Why is he getting deployed to Ukraine? What are we doing over there that they need to... No idea. Deploy reserves. Speak English. I don't know. I don't know why. Why are you asking Doesn't me make this? Any sense. You can ask him that. He's the one getting deployed, and he has to go there. I just don't, I don't know why we got to be deploying people all over. They're I just mean, replacing people to be stationed at bases. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's basically what it is. He's training the Ukrainian army. Oh, okay. Um, is what he's doing. To shoot the Mark 19. It's a grenade launcher. Probably shouldn't be telling anybody that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, so Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Your brother will destroy it's, us at that game. I guarantee Absolutely. That. He always has destroyed me at this game because he's and like dude, an encyclopedia. Gonna, no, he's not even going to compete. You don't think so? Yeah, I mean, he, he dude knows some stuff, but dude knows dude stuff. See, my brother is like is an encyclopedia. Like he's in, he's studied the Star Wars encyclopedia and just like knows random things that nobody else would think of. And it's but it's still fun to play with him because you just learn new I things. I learned a and lot I've the other day because so I went much. down a rabbit hole of Star Wars and I ended up um, looking at all the Krillian ships. So and I I know all the different classes of Krillian ships. Oh, now. really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's super fun. I love Trivial Pursuit as well, but I just like was attached to Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. For sure, it's so if I would have had that, I and the pieces, that the pieces that are in this game are incredible. I love them. Right. I'm into that. I have got a little Yoda piece that I keep on. So the, in the my Trivial room. Pursuit I have is SNL. So it's got like there's the, an uh, SNL one. Yeah, there's an SNL one, but it's it's from their I think their 20 year, so it's old. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
So you've got, do they have pieces of characters? Yes. So it's, like you've got a Roseanne, got, Rosanna Dana? I know it's got the the samurai that uh, yeah. Duder played, and then it's got... Uh, Belushi. Belushi played, the, yeah. Uh, what about the one, uh, the guy with the hair? Uh, it was... Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why. Totally I'm, mental, I must say. Uh uh, Martin, Sh- Martin Short. Martin Short, but yes. what is the character? I don't remember. He's not Ooh. on there. No. Ooh. That's what he does a lot. Yeah, that was a great. I like that guy. I think it's got one of the cheerleaders from uh, when Will Ferrell and the other so girl. The other, day I, the other day I was bringing up a, a Will Ferrell skit to Marley because I got on the hoverboard. My kids got a hoverboard. Yeah. So I got on the hoverboard in the middle of our kitchen. Marley's like, I can't believe you can ride that. Anyway, so I'm riding this hoverboard around, and then in the middle of the kitchen, I just start spinning around in circles, yeah. and I just start looking at it, and I'm like, it's the, the most, most wonderful <laughs> time in the world. And I say the entire song. Did you start and, puking? And started speeding up, and then started like fake puking, yeah. and at the end of it, this went on for like 10 minutes, and at the end of it, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, it's Will Ferrell. Yeah. On Saturday Night Live. She's like, I don't, Saturday Night what? That's my, my wife right <laughs> Come there. On. She's like, oh, who? Who's Will Ferrell? Saturday Night, what is Who's... Saturday Night? <laughs> Why is it live? <laughs> is it really live? Is, is Will Ferrell live? That's how she is, and it drives me crazy. I found out that's the only time my wife likes Will Ferrell is Saturday Night Live. She doesn't like him in movies. My wife period. hates Will Ferrell. Really? Yeah. Yes. Gosh, I love him. Me too. Yeah. I think he's, he's great. national treasure. Um, that's a good one, though. My number three is also Wait, Monopoly. Didn't Craig just go? No. Or was you it went, and he commented on yours. Oh, so I was hijacked. Okay. Yeah. My okay. number three is also Monopoly. Um, again, we've kind of discussed it, but I absolutely love Monopoly. I played it as a kid, of course, but I started to really get into it after I graduated high school. There were some friends of mine that right after we graduated immediately went out and got a like a half duplex that they rented, and mm-hmm. like six of them were living in a one-bedroom half duplex. Wait, why is it half a duplex? You can get a duplex. Like, you can rent a duplex, like one side of a duplex. Yeah, a no, half of a duplex. Nobody calls it half duplex. You just, like, rented the duplex. And you I call it a half room. duplex. I own a half duplex, Jerry. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I own this. I'm Chris. <laughs> So I can call things what I want. I can call them the correct name. Yes. Like one part of a duplex. Anyway, they lived in a duplex. Wouldn't it just be one? No. Not if you don't it's a duplex. Yeah, duplex means two, right? Right. So it's half of a duplex. Right. So you'd say like they own one, like one house of a, a duplex. A oneplex? Yeah. That's no, what you'd a call oneplex it. would be a one thing. One plot. A duplex is two places and uh, half of a duplex. Nobody says it's called that. a half duplex. I've never heard anybody say that. It's made up. <laughs> anyway, Monopoly. Um, they moved in there, and we used to have Monopoly parties in at high school. I love all the it. time. I feel like Monopoly parties were a thing after high school, and then when I got in college, we played Monopoly constantly, and it involved usually a lot of drinking and usually mm. a lot of board flipping. Ooh, that's the worst. And then I went to Germany. To study abroad, mm-hmm. which I've talked about, a and we bought times. a German version of Monopoly that we had to like <laughs> completely make up all the cards because we had no <laughs> idea what any of it was. And it, it, I do, I ended up with that version of Monopoly. No idea where it is, but it came back to the United States. It's completely covered in wine stains. 
Okay. We drink a lot of wine because wine's really cheap. In Germany? Germany? Yeah. Because they all drink beer. I guess. We drink a lot of that too. But anyway, been a huge fan of that game forever. And I still play it all the time, at least digitally now on Xbox. Nice. Um, and actually, that's another like, that's like a holiday game. It is. And it can also time. be a long game. It can be very long. Yeah. Days. I don't know about days, but... Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I've been in some five-hour-long Monopoly games before. Um, Craig, number three? All right, so neither one of you guys have heard of this game, because I was mm. a Kickstarter... The Cones of Dunmore? Nope. <laughs> so I've, I've never done a Kickstarter, but one day while we were at lunch, I decided to look at my stuff. Yeah. And it, they brought up this game, and I was like, wow, this is kind of neat. It's like... Everything that I wanted to be. It's called Dungeon Royale. And it's it looks like an 8-bit video game. But it's um, very... 10-bitty. Uh, it, oh, it's it's kind of like the, the Hero Quest oh, that I was right. telling you about before. But it, it's, uh, it was a Kickstarter, and then they brought it to Amazon. And honestly, at, I played it a couple times. I got the expansion pack, and I got to a point where... I was hyping it so much that the owners, who were smaller people, they sent me something. Like they said, were little people? They were yeah. little people. Like little people? Big, big world? world. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me something and said, hey, we need more people to, to hype this game so that we can, uh, we can put it on Amazon. Oh, I see. So I, I got to get myself onto this world-renowned podcast yeah well what i was gonna say is like why wouldn't you try to hype it on a world-renowned podcast yeah. prior to this exact moment they caught me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh but i've I played this game there's a there's a solo expansion pack that i've played i have to say a lot of times most of these games i play by myself so this one is monopoly is tough to play by yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah how do Impossible. you play these board games by yourself but i like this one so much because I can play it by myself. Yeah, that's other cool. People. I would I would do that. I'd play a game by myself. Is, so what's the premise of this game? Like you, uh, there's usually it looks like a Legend of Zelda. Yeah, dungeon. It, it looks like a drawdown or like a top down Legend of Zelda, but it's eight bit. Yeah, but it, it's like there's a purpose. You're you're trying to get artifacts, and you're trying to uh, get a, a stone. Okay. And uh, every round that keeps going on and keeps going on, you have monsters that are attacking you. If you go into certain rooms, you have to get so many artifacts before the keys come out. I haven't oh. played it in a while, but uh, yeah, I've I've had it for a while. And I've these games sound times. incredible yeah. to me. Yeah, they do. That look, it looks really cool. It looks literally like an overview map of a Legend of Zelda castle. That's what it looks like. It looks pretty fucking sweet yeah that's way better than my number three <laughs> what's your so, number three my number three i talked about it earlier is called blockus before the podcast it's super fun to play with multiple people i still i play it with my kids my kids do a really good job playing it it's basically tetris on a board but you're connecting all of your pieces um it's not necessarily tetris because you're not getting rid of anything but you have pieces that look like tetris pieces and you have to connect all of them on the board. And the by the end of the game, you're trying to get rid of as many pieces as you can before you get blocked out because it's called Blockus. Um, each player is like, you're, you can either try to block everyone from playing or you can just try to play your own pieces to get it 
you know, get everything on the board. You can't, you can't put flat side of pieces together. It has to be corner to corner. So that's the only way you can play the pieces. That's what makes it harder. It's really fun. It's, it's quick. It's, it's relatively easy. My kids can play it. So, you know, it must be pretty easy to play when you're talking. I mean, like they're terrible at it. Five, six, eight year olds. Um, yeah. I mean, Grady's pretty good. He's legitimately beat me multiple times. Oh, that's that's not terrible. saying much, but uh, he has. And it's fun to play. It's quick and it's a good game. Sweet. Um, that goes to my number two. two. My number two is chess. Just mm. regular old chess. I don't know anybody that plays that unknown game. Okay. I love chess, and I play it as much as I can. Do you have one of the the clicker clock things? Yeah, you gotta like course. slap the to, clock. I mean, it's on my phone, but yeah. No, you have to have the physical <laughs> clock that you slap the button. Well, I don't have one to of those. stop the timer. Well, then you're not a real chess. No, player. I don't play timed chess. Um, but chess was really, really big when I was in uh, high school. We played a lot of chess in middle school and high school, really, um, constantly. It somehow got like obscenely popular, and that's like all we did was play chess and euchre in high school. Yeah, and um, I just—it's still to this day like probably the most fun strategic game you can play. I mean, that's why it's been around forever. It's taken very seriously, and uh, I'm not very good at it. No, I mean, no, not really. Honestly, I've never been very good at it. <laughs> I like there was a time when I really knew what I was doing. Like you kind of have to know. Everybody says you do, like there's there's a lot to that game. Th- like there's strategy. But there's, there's a lot of things outside of the strategy and the obviously the ability to to look three, four, or five moves in the future. Mm-hmm. Like you actually have to know there's like a bunch of basic groundwork rules that when right. you know them, you can pretty much beat anybody that doesn't know those things. And at one time I knew all those things and I can't really remember. Like I used to know how you can do like a four move checkmate and all that stuff. Really? Oh yeah. If you play with somebody that has no idea what you're doing, you can almost four move checkmate them like every time. No kidding. Yeah. But your brain is just like so fried now that you No, can't... I pretty much remember how to do it, but I don't remember all the steps. Pawn left. No. Rook. Up, two. up, pawn. down, down, left, right, <laughs> left, right. Pawn up to, you take the bishop out yep. to the corner. You take your queen out the other way. Okay, and, and then you bishop seven, rook nine. The crazy thing about chess is the right. people that can play it 100% in their head. That blows my freaking mind with no board. That's why I don't like chess, though. There's, That's why you're not I, a master. I, there There's was this, way uh, too much thought. it was a podcast I was listening to or a documentary or something. And it was about this guy that was in prison, and he was super smart, apparently. And he could completely play an entire game of chess in his own head against himself, against another person. Doesn't matter. Wow. Just by, you know, pawn to whatever, five. You know? Yeah. Just like that. That's weird. And he could keep, like, five games going at a time in his mind. What? Yeah. How did he get in he jail? He was like a super genius. Yeah, he fucked up good. Yeah, he did. He got in jail because of probably like racial bullshit. This was like back in the day. And he was a black guy, so I'm sure it was oh. unjustified. But So like the uh, like a chess grandmaster right now is like Magnus something. He's a I think he's from Denmark. 
I don't can't know. remember, but he still can't beat that computer. I've watched him play. He did beat the computer. He did. Or yes, he, this like, one guy. I know, like Bobby Fischer did, like back in the day. But no, I think he beat Watson. I think he played Watson. Continue on with the All list. Right. And anyway, I'm gonna look it up. Um, that is my number two. Hard to beat chess. There's only one that beats it. Go ahead, number two, Craig. So my number two, you said a long time ago, but I am going to a different version of it okay clue regular old clue regular i actually like the in-between one where they have question marks on the board oh i don't know that one so there's there's one where there's question marks on the board if you land on those because sometimes you just can't hit them hit the rooms there's a question mark and then you can pull a card that card you have no idea what it says it just adds another element to the game and it makes it for me that much funner yeah i don't think in all the time I've been alive I've ever won a game of Clue. <laughs> because I seem to play people that like are like psychically linked and they, they just know what the other person's got. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of you gotta take a lot of risk if you wanna be winning at Clue. Yeah. Like and you gotta I, be able to pick accurate you know, pick without having all the information. Well I know like when you when you were getting ready to like call out what you think everything is you get them all you you have to be in the room that you're accusing them of i've done that before where i've had everybody going into one room because they thought that that was the room and they still beat me it, it was I, I i purposely put them on the wrong room and i did i just i've never That's won the, a game of clue so okay clue there's two different games there's clue that you play with your kids who don't really understand how to really play clue and there's clue that you play with like older kids or adults where you can go down the whole rabbit hole of like lying and like completely trying to fake people out. So, you know, I totally, I get that from that aspect. I try and play with my kids now and it's like, they don't, they can't grasp it, but they're not there yet. Someday they will be there. But uh, My, my wife's side of the family, my wife's Hispanic. Her family's huge. So anytime there's something involved with, um, you know, gaming. Board games, yeah, they're in. They're in. Yeah. And that's, that's a game I play, but I'm playing with all them. And like I said, they're like psychically linked. <laughs> so I might be giving a clue to one person, but the other person's picking up on them. And they're, they're, they're Xing it out just as, just as much as the other person is. Yeah. No, that's a great game. That is, uh, you know, I had, uh, I didn't put Clue on my list, but I had Clue Museum Capers. So you I guess did. it kind of counts. My number two is a another very simple game, but it's very fun to play. We do play it a lot at, during the holidays with my wife's family, and it is Sequence. Okay. Sequence is a nice board game with I've cards. Ever, I don't think I've ever played it. So there are cards laid out. I mean, they're, the board is card faces, and they are in a certain sequence. You get chips, um, and then you get a deck of like seven cards in your hand, I think, and you are trying to... You and a partner are trying to put your pieces out on the board and trying to get four in a row. Um, and there's like wild cards, like two-eyed jacks. You can add a piece anywhere you want. One-eyed jacks, you can take someone else's pieces off of the board. Um, but you're on a team trying to beat the other team. It's just really fun to play. Uh, they always played it at Christmas time. My wife's family did, so we've always started playing it at Christmas time. And um, it's just a fun game to play. Nice. I love it. Never played it. My number one, the best game 
ever made. There is no argument here. Whatever you guys are going to say is wrong. Is Settlers, Settlers of, of Catan. Catan. This game is the best board game I have ever played. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. I want to play it all the time. Really? But I you only, want to play it right now. Yes, I want to play it all the time. But there's only a couple of people really I can ever play it with. Why? Because nobody ever wants to play it. And you know what else? Why? You don't have friends. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> you got to have friends that actually want to play a board game. Like really sit down and really play a board game and not fuck right. around. Yeah, you're right. And I really enjoy it because it is... And I actually have multiple versions. I have the Seafarers Edition. Nice. Which changes the complete board and makes it little islands all over. Sure. And you actually, there's a whole different aspect of Are pirates involved shipping routes. So you can connect different islands by shipping routes. Does it's, that make the game longer then? Um, it doesn't necessarily make it longer. It makes it very different though, because some islands might have all of only one resource and other islands might have all of a different resource. Yeah. Or be very strong in these different resources. Is and there a Somali pirate that gets on your ship and says, I'm the captain now? No. Darn um, so, it. You, you have to use more resources to build a shipping route than you do to build a road in regular Settlers of Catan. So it's definitely really fun. I still like the original version. Um, I also have the ex- expanded edition where you can play like more than four players. Hmm. And it makes a bigger board. But yeah, I've definitely tied into some eight-hour games of Settlers of Catan. Really? And I love playing it. I love playing it with new people that have never played it before. Uh, I hate playing it with people that just do not want to play a board game or like halfway through they start whining. It's the worst game in the world for somebody that doesn't want to play a board game (laughs) to get involved with. Because this is a game you need to be involved with. You need to play it with competitive people that are fun. That want to cut your throat. And the best aspect of the game is bartering. I mean, that's what the yeah. game's all about, is offering people ridiculous barters and ridiculous trades that they should never take. Right, in order to bury go- them. Because <laughs> they're going them. to take it because they need that freaking wool. Yeah. <laughs> they need that wool. because. And then there's like the other cool thing about the game Oh, you is- want some bricks? Oh, I got bricks. Yeah. <laughs> the other cool thing about the game is it's never the same twice. The board right. is completely different every time. And also, there's all the different ways to play it. So you can it, play it's it however you want to position yourself. Yeah, you can play it by legitimately trying to get the most um, cards, or you can play the game of trying to get the specific cards you need to get. Because I think you got to have 10 points to win, right? Yes, 10. So you can play the game of like, all I'm going to do is try and get the resources I need to get those wild card things. That can lead to extra points. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how some people, their whole strategy of the game is just to do that. While the next guy, his only strategy of the game is to get longest road and biggest army and whatever he needs to get. Yeah. So I just like that there's there's no straightforward way to play the game. And it's different every time you play it. Yes. That's why it's my favorite game. I agree with you. That's why it was in my top five. Yeah. Craig? Craig? Not mine. <laughs> Number one. That was a game a big that deal. I've always wanted to play. But You've I never n- played it? I've never played it. Oh, you'll be addicted. If you like board games, it's, it's really good. Yeah. See, I mean, just watching all that the tabletop games, it's just one of those games I've always wanted to play, but I just don't have those kind of friends. Yeah. You need them. 
You do. And I don't play it like I have family member, like my niece and her husband and my nephew are really into it. And so that's what we do. Like on holidays, we play that game. Your niece and your husband? My niece and her husband. And your husband are into it. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. My number one, it's a game called Castle Panic. Uh, this Castle game is... Castle Panic? Is this it like is, uh, Luigi's is, Castle? No. So the Luigi's. nice thing about this game is the way you play it, it, it doesn't even matter whichever version you play it of, you have to play cooperative. And oh. you have a, uh, a, a castle in the middle, and your whole point is to save yourself from these orcs that just keep attacking every round. I love an orc. Yeah. yeah. I love a good orc. So I mean, you, you pull these pieces one by one, and I mean, constantly you're just getting bombarded by these things. You've got cards and that you have to, you got to figure out, you have to strategize with the other people you're playing. There's different versions of it where you pretty much get to decide if you want to, um, if you want to play by who kills the most people. There, there, there's just there's different ways to play it. Plus, there's expansions to it. And the game, for me, uh, I played it by myself quite a few times, but I've actually gotten people to play it. And every person I've played with it has been very into it. Mm-hmm. So that, that it looks, sounds awesome. I'm looking at the board. It looks really cool. Yeah, and that's another. And I feel like this is one of those games. It's another tabletop game by Will Wheaton. Nice. So I'm always, I'm always for those games. I love that his show. I yeah. watch it all the time on YouTube. I've never seen it. He's such cool. He just seems like a cool. And dude. I've got a huge thing for Felicia Day, who's been on the show quite a few times. Yeah, Felicia Day is like I used to be obsessed with all yeah. of her stuff. So the wow. Guild, I used to watch the Guild like crazy. Yeah. Uh, I follow Geek and Sundry. I watch all their stuff. I'm a big Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. She's in that. I'm a big fan of Felicia Day as well. This looks awesome. Yeah, it does look. It looks really cool. Hmm. Something I'd it. be into. You have it? I have it. But then there's a bunch of um, there's a bunch of expansions for that one, too. Nice. Uh, my number one we've already talked about. It's going to be my number one because I always go with the nostalgic pick. And that's Monopoly. I played Monopoly growing up as a child. Every single Christmas and well, and Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's the game we always played. It caused talk about like arguments and fights. My dad was such a bully when it came to playing Monopoly. He was the worst like human being when it came to Monopoly. So was my dad. I think all he was like, like cutthroat. I don't care anything about you as a person. I'm going to take all of your stuff <laughs> as much as I can. I'm going to rip you off. Like when it came to bidding on, like auctioning off things, he would, he'd literally like break himself getting stuff and he'd end up winning. Cause, and I don't know how. Cause there's the Cause only scared him and the my mom. The only thing you have to do to win Monopoly is buy everything. everything. And that's what he would do. Like never and don't him, buy something. And him and my mom would get into huge arguments across the table at each other because my dad just didn't care about anybody's stuff. And my mom thought you should have a little bit of compassion for each other. And he's like, no, I don't care if you win or not. I don't care if my five-year-old son or six-year-old son wins. He's going to get buried. I'm winning the game. And he did. He won every single time. Nobody I enjoyed poker it. with your dad. and That's how he is. He's exactly how he is. He just must be the most ultra-competitive person in the world. He is. He just doesn't. He has to win. 
and he's not going to let anybody stop him from winning, regardless of what that is. And so all of my Christmases and Thanksgivings are wrapped around everyone screaming at each other. <laughs> Devolved into horrible fighting. <laughs> yes. People crying, my sister going to her room, my mom being mad um, around Monopoly. And that's why I love it. <laughs> I do. I absolutely love it. No, I, I... I love that game. And you can play that game any way you want, too. You can play it in different ways. Like, you don't necessarily have to buy everything in order to win the game, depending on the people you're playing with. It all depends on how, like, the strategy the other people are are using. You have to go off of that in order to win the game. And I, I think there's a lot of different ways you can win it. But um, it's just fun. I love yeah. it. It's like a the super classic game, especially for an American Monopoly. Definitely, we take everything over. I have like three different versions of Monopoly. I do too. I have oh a Star Wars Monopoly. I can't believe I can't imagine how many versions I, of that game I've bought. I bought it like a hundred times because yep. it always gets destroyed. Or yeah, exactly. I've got regular Monopoly, NASCAR Monopoly, Monopoly from like '95, a Star Wars Monopoly. Um, I think I have a Batman Monopoly, but I don't know for sure. I've got like four different Monopolies at home, and they're all in the basement, and I need to pull them out. Yeah, Monopoly, fantastic. Whip it out. I can't argue with you. I just like Settlers of Catan more because no, I agree. every it's a time game. you play it, it's different. That's I, what I like about it. I agree with you that Settlers is a better game because of like how in-depth it can be and yeah. what you have to do. I'm, uh, I just... I always go with the nostalgic pick. Everything. Every top 10 we ever do. Well, I go with the nostalgic there's pick. There's similar threats to Monopoly, both Mon- Monopoly and Settlers. A lot of the action of the game doesn't take place inside the game. No. It's, it takes place in the bartering process. Yes. It's between the players. So that's what makes it interesting. Whereas certain other games, you know, it's all in front of you. And there might be strategy. Sure. But you don't have to count on that whole element of, like... It's all human the, interaction. You yeah, know? it's all in the swindling. Yes, I'm going to swindle you out of that. So hotel. I, this whole time that he uh, that Craig's been listing his his games, which are, are very like uh, Dungeons and Dragony based. Yeah, I kept remembering this game that I had as a kid, and but I couldn't remember the name of it or anything about it really. And I've just been searching, like like searching castle game 90s castle yeah. game 80s and i found this game that i remember i just i'm curious if either of you remember this game it's called weapons and warriors no nope. and it was a game with like these cardboard cutouts and there's trees and there's pieces of castle like plastic pieces of castle and you had catapults and cannons and you shot little marbles no, I don't remember this, but it sounds great. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. It is uh, so great. And it just got me thinking of all these other games, which aren't necessarily board games. That's not really a board game necessarily. I mean, kind of, if you're on a board. Yeah. It's it's more like a little setup. But I mean, I, I started this all. I Crossfire on mine, but that doesn't count. Yeah, Crossfire, Crossfire is another one I was just going to bring up. There's all these games like that. Yeah. Tornado Rex I mentioned earlier. Uh, Grape Escape, obviously. But there was a game we played constantly as kids, and I, it's not a board game, so I, I, I guess I don't, I don't think it is. It was called Nightmare, and it was actually a VHS tape that you put in, and there was a guided um, nightmare. It was the Nightmare guy or some guy in a hooded. It was super freaky. This is weird. As kids, 
and he like walked you through the games and you had to pause it at different times and do different things and play it. That was that game we played all the time. I don't I don't even remember that. And then there was never like something my it. brother would do to me just for fun. Yeah, yeah. just to oh, torture it, you. Yeah, it's a video board game nightmare. Um Atmos, At, Atmosphere was the name of the company that made it. They made a bunch of them. Uh, they made like five of them. We had all of them. Wow. And uh, I don't even know. I never even heard of this. They were super freaky. Yeah. Anyway, that was another one. I just, I'm thinking of other games now that I played as a kid that I not necessarily yeah. qualify as kids' games, but we played that at Lowry's house all the time. They, they're the ones that had Nightmare. Really? Yeah. Not like my wife, Lowry. No, not that, Lowry. Cousin, Lowry. Anyway, a lot of good games nice. out there. This ended up to be a pretty good list. I liked it. Yeah, it was Good fun topic. because yours was di- way different than I thought. It was. I thought you were going to have like the nostalgic type picks that I had and Chris had too, but you were way different than I expected. Yeah. But you gave me like a 45 minute like window. Well, I had five minutes in a 30 less. minute drive. We made them in front of you. So, yeah. Better but, off than I am. No, that was great because it was so different than what I expected it to be. I think it was good. Um, what, where are we at time wise? Cause, Two hours and 20 minutes. So that's it. So we're at the end. Cool. We're at the end of our podcast. Here. Yeah. I mean, I had some one I've been watching, but I can talk about it next week. Yeah. I f- finally finished Dave. Nice. What oh took you so gosh. long? Well, I just, it was the one episode I had left. I just didn't get around to it. Well, set. what an incredible show. We'll talk about that next week, too. Um, Craig's guest, he's in here. I feel like we need to give him the opportunity to at least do one what you're watching. Yeah. Something you've been watching, or is there any thing. thing that you want to talk about? Well, okay, I've been way behind. I'm, I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm just like, whatever I feel like, I'm just gonna put it on because I don't have time. So I decided while we were in that flood to go through Clone Wars. Oh. I'm watching them in order though. Nice. So I finished. It's worth it. I finished the first season. I'm almost done with the second season. Now, are you a big Star Wars fan? I am. Okay. Me so, too, and I, that's most of my reading novels has been Star Wars mm-hmm. because I'm a huge Star Wars book fan. Um, some of the best books ever are Star Wars books, but beside the point. And then besides that, uh, I for some reason decided, I've, I usually go to sleep to comedies, and I decided to watch Cheers. Okay. So I started oh, from, man. I haven't I started from season time. one, but the problem is, is every time that I put it on to go to sleep... You I go don't to, go to sleep. I, I just keep watching the episode. I forgot Woody Harrelson is not in the first season. No, no. So that it's been throwing me off. But it's I'm coach. Yeah, I've been really. Into oh, it. I didn't even remember this. Yeah, it, it's been. I don't know. It. I remember watching the show as a kid, thinking like, once that show ended, this is when I go to sleep. Yeah. So yeah. I would watch the show because I didn't want to go to sleep. <laughs> right. And everybody now, watched the show. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, everybody huge. Did. Yeah, and when Coach came on, it was the same thing. Once I heard that that ending music, I was done. But I'm watching Cheers from a different perspective, and I'm getting into it. In an earlier, in in our much earlier podcast, we used to end every episode with a different TV set. theme song. Yeah, TV it was on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we, we had did Coach. Coach. Yeah, we had Cheers too. But I was talking about Coach was a character in the first season of Cheers, right? Yes, the older was. bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Not that same coach, different. I coach. think that guy died. Is why they got. Yeah. He, he just stopped doing it. Yeah, I think he did die. Something like that. <laughs> Mob hit. 
Um, yeah, but the Clone Wars is totally worth rewatching, and I had rewatched it lately. Um, so that was one going to be what I've been watching because after the Clone Wars, I just spun off into like a whole new Star Wars tangent again. I just go through them. I know. In my life where I just get like super into it. And that's like the only thing I've been watching. I've rewatched every single Star Wars movie over the last like two yeah, weeks. Yeah, you were texting me hard yes. this last weekend about The Phantom Menace. And uh, right now I'm currently rewatching all of Rebels. And I, I want to talk about all of it so much, but we don't have time. Next episode, I've got a couple shows that are brand new that I've never watched before that I just started. They're relatively new shows that we'll talk about that I are intriguing. Yeah. They're uh, Amazon shows. Okay. Amazon Prime shows. There's two of them. That I, I brought one up a little while ago, um, and I didn't really Did, Have watch you watched Upload it. yet? No, I haven't. That's an Amazon show, and it's pretty good. Yeah, I need to get into that. There's two other they're serious shows, so we'll get into it next episode. All right, guys. Uh, for Star Fox this week, I've been Chris. I'm G. Kirk, please! <laughs> <Matt David. laughs> I'm Jerry. <laughs> See ya.